This episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by Forza Motorsport 7, the official racing simulator of the Smoking Tire Podcast. Get ready, ready, ready for the thrill of motorsport at the limit. Gear up for the most comprehensive, beautiful, and authentic racing game ever made. Forza Motorsport 7 is here, available now on the Xbox One and Windows 10 PCs. With Forza Motorsport 7, everyone can experience the danger and beauty of competitive racing at the limit. Collect over 700 Forza Vista cars. And what is a Forza Vista car? It means that you don't just get the shell of the car and the dynamics of the car. You get working doors, interior controls. You can take a, you can open the hood and the trunk. You can take a full look around the car in amazing detail. Forza Motorsport 7 has the largest collection of Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and Porsches available in any racing game, including the all-new GT2 RS. Master over 30 famous environments with 200 circuits with dynamic conditions that change every time you race. Download the free demo if you want for Xbox One or Windows 10. Hit us up at TST Racing on Xbox Live. Forza Motorsport 7 is the official racing simulator of the Smoke Tire Podcast, available at xbox.com slash Forza or ForzaMotorsport.net. The holidays are here. Let's talk about Pro Flowers. Oh, man, there's a lot of people this holiday. When you live in California, you don't get to see all your East Coast people, my parents, my sister. but uh, And my parents and my sister are three people that are collectively very difficult to shop for. Um, and that's where Pro Flowers comes in. They can have beautiful bouquets sent to my family all the way across the country, delivered at a precise time and place. The flowers will look fresh. They just sent me, uh, I think it's their fall bouquet, um, and it is, it, boom, you open it, it popped. It was for my birthday. It was nice. Looks good. Every, uh, every box of flowers they've sent me has actually looked pretty sweet and stayed pretty sweet for at least seven to ten days. It comes with plant food and even a vase. Um, let's see, what do we have? Ooh, you can get a bouquet or festive plant from Pro Flowers. It's perfect because it's not the same old traditional gift. It says so much more. The best-selling candy cane roses are a great option for a holiday gift, uh, December birthday, or an anniversary. Or you can always go with the classic mini Christmas tree that comes with lights and ornaments. Pro Flowers bouquets and plants are guaranteed to stay fresh, and you control the delivery date. They give you more bloom for your buck, big, beautiful flowers, more stems for your money, and long-lasting freshness. Uh, to get 20% off all, <clears throat> excuse me, 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more this holiday season, go to ProFlowers.com. 20% off all bouquets, $29 or more, by using code SMOKING at checkout. ProFlowers.com, uh, SMOKING is the code at checkout, and that is for 20% off all bouquets of $29 or more at ProFlowers. Ooh, what do we got? We got Omaha Steaks. You know what is the perfect gift for someone who has it all? I mean, people who have it all, they're they're tough to shop for, but you know what a lot of them like? 
Meat. Meat. I like meat. I think I have it all. I got a pretty good life. And I like meat. Omaha Steaks is where the best get their meat. Uh, I recently ordered from Omaha Steaks. I got a nice crate, $49.99. I got a family gift pack, uh, which is uh, what I'm offering you guys. Code TIRE. Uh, it's going to be 75% off, right? The uh, The family gift pack is steaks, meats. Where we go? Here we go. Less than $50. Here's what comes in the family gift pack. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, two boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steaks seasoning packet, and four more additional sausages for free. Did you hear all those meats? That is less than $50. bucks. 49 75% savings right now uh, with code TIRE at uh, omahasteaks.com. They're giving an exclusive savings just to my listeners. Uh, less than 50 bucks, code tire. I'm going to list it again. Filet mignon, sirloins, ch- pork chops, chicken breasts, sausages, burgers, potatoes au gratin, caramel apple tartlets, Omaha Steaks seasoning packet, and four extra sausages for free. Woo! Omahasteaks.com. <clears throat> code tire at checkout. Get a 75% savings in all that meat. For $49.99 for the holidays. I love it. And now, a little more of a downer. It is uh, very likely that you or someone you know owns a vehicle affected by the Takata airbag recall. That's because 46 million vehicles have been recalled in the U.S. alone. Faulty airbags were installed in certain vehicles from model years 2001 through 2016. Those vehicles equipped with faulty airbags could seriously injure or kill the driver or passengers in the event of a crash, even at very low speeds. And if the airbag deploys, the airbag could shoot metal shrapnel throughout the interior. I'm going to say that sentence again. The airbag could shoot metal shrapnel throughout the interior. So basically, instead of an airbag in your steering wheel, you have uh, a shotgun. That's that's good. While some owners have brought their vehicles in for their free repair, there are still millions and millions and millions of vehicles out there that have unrepaired dangerous airbags. Please protect yourself and help protect the ones you love. Log on to nhsta.gov, that's nhsta.gov, and check out the list of affected vehicles to find out if your vehicle or the vehicle of someone you love is on the list of those affected by the Takata airbag recall. Whether you own a 10-year-old economy car or a brand new supercar, yes, there are even million-dollar-plus sports cars affected by this recall. Please schedule an appointment to receive your free repair. Again, log into nhsta.gov to see if your car is affected by this urgent airbag recall. Thank you. Now enjoy this episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast. These hoes ain't loyal. How about now? We're looking at now, sir. Now is now. Everything is happening now. What's up? It's a Sunday. It's Sunday. Smoking Tire Podcast. Here we are. This is the redo of the now that we just did because the thing had the issue. And here we go. It's a show. Sunday. Manuel Carrillo in the building. Yes. Bienvenue. Bienvenidos. Welcome. Whatever you prefer. What's happening? Yeah, thanks for Uh, Automotive journalist, enthusiast. Man who does his hair before coming on a radio show. <laughs> Why do you think I'm wearing a hat? <laughs> uh, let's see. Plug it. MC3 Films mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and where can we find your uh, internet brand's uh, materials? I mean, I am in charge of editorial for nine sites specifically, so Corvette Forum, MB World, the Mustang Source, JK Forum, 5series.net, TeamSpeed.com, MustangForums.com, Dodge Forum, and ATVConnection.com. <laughs> so um, that's a lot of stuff to do, and I manage 31 writers. Good God. Yeah, along with a team of uh, three other guys in the office, and so it's it's a lot of work. But we Does Ralph definitely. work for you? He does, doesn't he? Ralph Gera? Work, yeah, Gera works for Racing Junk, and that's uh. another spectrum of the... Same web, right? Same He's, company, but okay. just in, like their their automotive classifieds were automotive community. Zach just had a great joke, but Tim stepped on it unknowingly. That's, oh, that's Zach, did you, while you were listing off all those things, Zach did a great yawn joke, but Tim <laughs> cut to the shot of you, so no one could find out. So I laughed at the joke, but only me. I'm sorry. What, Good to have you, man. Where do they? Wait, what are they? Because I worked for Internet Brands years ago, but they like write for. The, the forms like the the homepage, right? There's articles on the homepage. So yeah, we're in charge of all the homepage articles for all the forum sites, and we have 130 forum so sites. So when you go to racingjunk.com or you know whatever any one of those huge huge lists you just listed, yeah. like there is editorial on there That's in correct. addition to just people saying Fox bodies suck, bro, and you know praising S54 swaps or people yeah. asking questions right. and then response being search bar dude and it's like <laughs> you right. can clear out a lot of hard drive space what was that? what's the best way to get the answer on the internet is to present an incorrect solution and just wait for someone to to correct you that's a great that's idea that's the best way to get the, the actual answer to anything that's on the genius. internet <laughs> <laughs> even Timmy's like oh I'm gonna do that one <laughs> I'll be doing that later yeah but in a nutshell we're like the friendly face on the, the front pages of these forums that kind of make it more welcoming to come in and make it less intimidating to make it you know, make the user you know, experience you give, less. Uh, you give the forum a voice, a yeah, personality, exactly. That's controlled by uh, you guys and not by just like the angriest guy on the forum. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, it makes it better for advertising and you know, yeah, that, yeah, dollars is good. So. By uh, by the numbers, what's who's the most enthusiastic forum? Well, Corvette Forum is our biggest overall forum, and then as far as like front that, page, that, is that is that. So you think that's? I think that's by virtue of the fact that, like, I think a lot of these communities are. T- tell me if I'm wrong. A lot of these communities like divided with how many, what forums they use. But like every Corvette owner I know goes on Corvette forum. No, oh, yeah, I mean it's 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 the largest Corvette community on the internet. Yeah. So wow. that 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 is by the destination. Like a lot, right? By by a significant margin. Yeah. yeah. And it, I wonder if that that car helped pull older people into forums and the internet. I would like to think so. I, it's it's interesting. It's it's an older demographic. It's like wow, oh, these, yeah. these guys know how to use computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're just figuring out. I mean, they they can't really use HTML, but they try. You know, they they, they can do Corvette forum. You know, AOL Instant Messenger and with the creepy stock chat rooms on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and maybe that. Yeah, they're, but um, you know, Corvettes are. It's like somewhere in between a DIY and like one of those old school hot roddy crowds. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. Definitely, except for C4s. I mean, you know, we're we're all going to Radwood here, and I think there's a C4 upswelling coming up as a result of people our age who are getting interested in the cars that they were growing yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah. The Corvettes of that generation. My dad's first Corvette was a '92, and I'm in love with that car. And I have the VIN number. A square nose or a round nose? It's, it's a round nose. It's right? a rounder nose. First of the year C4. of a round nose. So are later the, C4. Yeah. Yeah. Are the frames on those worth any? Like, are they? Do you need to do you need a full resto mod of C four to make it any good? No, they actually they drive bad. a lot better than they look. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I just drove the I was just in Texas and I drove a Callaway twin turbo C four, which is one of the most hilarious cars you've ever seen because this one was original. It was like the guy bought it was like it was, 
and it even had like shitty period tires on it. I, they weren't, you know, thirty years old, but they were period tires, and it made four hundred and seventy-five wheel horsepower at four thousand eight hundred RPM with a red line at fifty-one hundred. <laughs> no it was like way. Dri- yeah, it was like driving a like a dually. Wow. And then the tr- the racetrack I drove drove it at, which was called Eagle Canyon Raceway down in uh, Texas, was super super bumpy. And, like, the configuration was lovely, but the surface was horrible. And, like, it was like driving, like, a Cadillac. Like, it had that – the wallow, you know, the, uh-huh. the that, uh, that like, the circular motion it does. It had that. Was it terrifying, though? Nah. Yeah. No, nah, not really. No, actually, does you find – you driven much C4s? I've only driven one C4. Was that it? It, it was. It, it was – no, it was a 85 that uh, Brian McQueen from um, the Driving While Awesome podcast – he bought one for $1,900 in Pahrump, Nevada. Oh, my God. At SEMA. He was like, oh, you got a wild hair up his ass one morning. He's one like, I'm morning. just going to buy a car. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just take ownership of this C4. And then he goes to Pahrump with Take ownership is yeah. the most highfalutin way to say I'm going to buy a C4 <laughs> in Pahrump, Nevada for $1,900. I, I, am, I am paying this guy's rent for three months in a yeah. trailer. That's what's happening. You, taking ownership means... I'm buying meth by proxy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> so he goes up to Pahrump in, you know, via Uber, right? And he's got it's it. Like a fifty-mile Uber. Yeah, yeah. And he's got it set in his mind. I'm going to leave with a C4. And he goes and he buys the car and he gets the guy down to 1900 because I think the guy was asking like 2900 for it, yeah. but he was able to wheel and deal. And so he buys the car. He comes back. He starts coming back to Vegas, headed back towards SEMA. And within about 10 miles, he's starting to get some serious buyer's remorse. So he tries to give the car back to the guy saying, you know what, I want to pull out of this deal. This guy's like 76 years old, all right? He's fed up with this Bay Area Californian dude, like, you stupid fucking Californians, you know, cussing him out, saying every possible word in the book to him, making him feel like a total piece of shit. He's like, all right, I guess we'll keep the car. You stuck with it now? You stuck with it. But and? so I, I well I drove it when he got back to SEMA with it and I loved it. I thought it was a great car. Yeah, it's it, no, it's a piece you're of like, shit. You like give me give me 2000 even. Oh my <laughs> god, like I I totally wanted to buy I'll it. I gave you 1200. Oh my god, it's such a good car. I mean, re- how was the steering? The, such a good car is a big, okay. That's for, a, no, for $1900, it's a good car. It's okay. a Corvette yeah. and it's actually just it's, expectations at 1900 bucks. I know, I mean sure. no, it looked like somebody had taken a shit in it. But the steering was kind of tight. That was the one thing that, because if you look at a C5 or a C4, it looks like it's made of fucking Legos. Right. It feels like it's made of fucking Legos. Yeah. When you hit a pothole, it sounds like it's made of Legos. Yeah. But then when you go to turn in, it turns in like super hard and sticky and has like really precise steering. And you're like, what the fuck? It's doesn't make it's a, a wide lot of track. It make a lot of sense. I don't know why it happens like that, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, where did that come from? This yeah. is 80s GM that bullshit. Callaway too, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the second one, the round nose ones were even better. Like those mm-hmm. C4 ZR1s, like them fuckers are fast. Yeah, they're really, Very really true. fast cars. Mm-hmm. The only one I ever drove was in Colorado when I was a valet. A guy had one that was white with orange racing stripes, and it sounded mean. And I remember the first time I got in, I was like, whoa, cool. And I get in, and the interior just looks like old CD trays that were like slammed <laughs> together on the dashboard. Yeah. All the green, everything was green. Yeah. And I just punched it, and, and it was like, it was kind of disappointing as far as a straight line goes. Yeah, the build quality on them is really, really terrible. The way things are screwed in, the exposed screws are just weird to look at. They didn't use screws. But they're coming, but now, you know, they're at the point where they're so cheap. Yeah. Where it's like, fuck, now they're coming back into ironic cool. And I don't think they'll ever get to real cool. It may just not be enough performance without modifications to be cool, cool, you know? 
Like you'd have to put money in suspension and engine work to make them you, anything. But you can't unshit box something. That's what I was. That's, that's the that was my question. Like my nine eleven is not that fast, but it's tight as a drum. You like, unshit boxed the Fox body. No, it's still kind of shit boxy. I mean, it's a little ragged. Both enough metal yeah. to it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I made it like more race car-y, but like I didn't unshit box it. Okay. Like it still like there's, there's some rattle. I, there's no insulation in it. Like it rattles and stuff if I go over some. <laughs> oh, I, I meant like I'm I, structural shit boxiness. That's what I'm thinking. Oh no, it's yeah, it, it's tight. It's structurally yes, it is tight, but like the build quality is still fucking horrible. Okay. I mean, I can like, I can like, you know, hit when I the, wiggle the door handle enough for it to go like the <laughs> little. You know, it's funny. like a fox that's body. Like you can't, you can't un. That's like remember the remember when John Ward came on the podcast. You know John. Oh Ward, yeah, I love right? Jonathan Ward. He's amazing. Yeah, came on the podcast talking about that uh, Impala SS that he did that looks just like an Impala SS, mm-hmm. but like oh. That's a two hundred thousand dollar Impala SS. Why? Because like, that's what it costs to unshit box that car. Mm-hmm. Like he took everything that was made of garbage and made it out of nice things. True. It's two hundred grand. And then you can buy a thousand dollar E thirty, and the parts that aren't broken actually feel pretty good still. Yeah. Like just because of the build quality. And, and you're talking about your your Fox body. It's reminding me that we have a very similar history with cars because really, you know, what well, have you had? Well, I have a Fox body. I have a '91 Mustang GT convertible that my brother, my oldest brother, bought brand new really? in '91 or 90, early '92. It was like a year end closeout car. He put four hundred thousand miles on that thing. Four hundred yeah. over the course of twelve years. Original engine. Original engine. Yeah. yeah. And then he gave it to me. Wow. And what then color I put is it? Black. Black on uh, the the gray interior. Leather or cloth? Cloth. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. So, so that if was... it was leather, it'd be a, it'd be a disaster by oh, now. Oh, yeah, sure, it looks yeah. great. How does it look? How does the <laughs> cloth interior look with four hundred k? It's not bad. No, <laughs> no, no. It was all freeway miles, so yeah. it was yeah, it was pretty good. And I, you know, I put like four grand in the car when he got gave it to me. Uh-huh. So I got it kind of nice, but then I crashed it. Oh, but it's on it's in my it's in my mom's driveway. And Still crashed. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> so I was coming back from school in late '04, and you know, I was still in college back then. And I was taking a turn, like a steady state corner, a little bit too quickly. That was your problem, you're turning. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, some ice plant was on the asphalt. They said it was raining. And I started fishtailing. And I wanted, I, I overcorrected because I wanted to avoid <laughs> at all costs the Azuzu Rodeo on the inside lane. Uh-huh. So I ended up fishtailing and then putting it into 50 feet of chain link fence. Ooh. Yeah. And so it bunched up against the door and it high centered the car. And I had to get it towed off the Whoa. high centering of the fence. Oh, so that probably made a little more damage. Yeah, it was okay, though. It kind of, you know, <laughs> it was all right. You know, and I drove it for six months after that. And then the clutch cable snapped in March of 05, and I didn't drive it after that. You, you hit like a Los Angeles snowstorm. Like, I hit ice plant <laughs> while turning. And you like, continue driving it after a crash, and yet a cable has sidelined this vehicle that, that's, for that's 12 right. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I started it. We should we go fund me a cable? We could, <laughs> you think we could raise the 18 bucks for, for a run to AutoZone? If you want the sleeve, that's <laughs> yeah, rock Yeah, the labor on that thing is really intensive. It's probably a pain in the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's what's kind of kept me from doing that. <laughs> well, but you, I mean, we can get to your other project in a minute, but like you're clearly <laughs> capable of this labor you speak of. Um, just, a little bit, I guess. To? I just need help. That's the thing. Okay. I, I can, you know, I took you know a semester of auto shop in school, so... Yeah, I can yeah well, what's by. the worst thing that happens? It takes 12 years? I mean, I could you know follow my own advice in that regard. Did, but like, yeah. you, know. you listen to the Motor Fair that he had, uh, what's the guy's name, Nigel from Australia on? I was on that show. Right, so he yeah. built a Tacoma drift truck from scratch mm-hmm. in five years. Yeah. 
and you've taken 12 plus to get a cable on and, and learn how to replace a cable. Because mechanically, I am pathetic. Where is this car sitting? In my mom's driveway. Oh, my God. Your yeah. poor mother. Oh, she's, yeah, she's... She, she put trooper. up with that for twelve years and and counting. Fuck! Does it have? Does it have one of those like? Does it have grass that grows like sort of through and into it? It's on bricks, so it's pretty protected. Oh from my that. God, it's under it's a cover. On bricks. Yeah. No, it's it, like the DeLorean. It's in the on bricks. Of Back to the Future. Helping the property value. No, no, no. It's on 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 you know brick of the driveway. It's not on. It's on its you know its <laughs> oh, tires God. and everything. It's fine. If we could roll it, you know. Yeah. Cool. Man, you could have taken it to Radwood. We could bring it back. <laughs> I was I was uh, I was telling my cousin about Radwood and I was like I was I was inspired to go vanilla ice hair and buy a thousand dollar GT convertible because if you go to like Inglewood you can find them and I was like but I just don't want to spring the money he's like jokes are priceless man you can't put, <laughs> you can't put a price on that I mean <laughs> I have to be honest I could you could probably find a running fox body for less than I spent on my Radwood outfit. It's. I looked. I looked. There was one for fourteen hundred. No, I haven't spent. That and much. I really wouldn't. It was like don't ask questions. Kind of <laughs> runs. Questions. Like you know, if you go, this is a car where if you went and bought it, like you're like the guy. Uh, what's his name for for Prump? You would not go back and say, you know what, I changed my mind. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I just read a book. I read a book. This is a rare fucking thing. I read a book. I read the whole book on my six hour flight home from oh, New York the places last night. You'll go. Because I proposed to my girlfriend, engaged. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. And uh, we can. T- I'll get Hannah back on the show. People after that, after we, I put that on Instagram, lots of people are requesting a follow up podcast with Hannah. So we'll do that. But uh, this book called "God Wants You to Roll." You heard of this book? It's by John Phillips, who was the editor of Car and Driver for a while, and it's about the biggest auto retail scam ever. These two guys sold twenty one million dollars worth of cars. From an estate auction, guy didn't exist, cars didn't exist, $21 million changes hand, over seven years, not one person takes delivery of one fucking car! Oh, God. <laughs> they they, they stretched the sale for seven years? Seven years. And they were selling, model, the, guy, the guy who died supposedly died in 1995, they're selling... 2,000 model year cars on these lists. <laughs> no one asks any questions. The whole, it's, this is one of those things where it's like that Bernie Madoff. You want to see the Bernie Madoff with Robert fucking uh, De Niro in it or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you know about the real right, thing. Yeah. Like, no one ever asks any questions. Like, they open the door for questions to be asked all the time. And, like, no one asks any questions. Was he pricing things low enough where someone's well, like, Cray Teal got to jump Yeah, on it, it was basically right. like, you can have this car for free. Just pay the $2,000 tax and registration. You know what I mean? And, like, you, wow. you got to pay the tax and registration now. You get the car, you know, in eight months when probate is over. And they were doing it through churches. And it was like, oh, like, God, you know, this rich guy di- died and left the cars to the church. And so, like, God has blessed you and wants you to have a free car. Like, they got seven fucking years. <laughs> the book is so crazy. Wow. It is so crazy. Were some of the cars priced for, like, a million bucks? Because, how- I mean, otherwise... To, to to do no. two thousand dollars sales, how many times to make how much? Dude, money? they sold four thousand car fake cars to people. Four fucking thousand people bought cars that did not exist. Not one person ever took delivery. And that's religion. Wow. Over seven years, <laughs> there is a sucker born every minute. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, like or four thousand, and they mm-hmm. sold even more because, like, a bunch of people, like, their part of the scam was they said, like, if you're uncomfortable about the length of time you're waiting or whatever. Just say so, and you get your money back at any time. 
And, like, sometimes they were a little slower than others to give their money back. But, like, everyone who asked for their money back got it. And so, like, you'd be like, what kind of a fucking scam would you just get your money back if you asked for it? Like, who would? Right. But, you know, only half the people asked for their money back. Wow. The other half are sitting there twiddling their fucking thumbs. Crazy. Unbelievable. The wow. book is called God Wants You to Roll. And uh, it's an awesome book. It's from, like, I don't know, 2005 or 2006. Um, the volume and, uh, of paperwork to sell 4,000 <laughs> fake cars for that much money. And just, dude. It was so crazy. Well, he got, like... The the scammers like got like the old church ladies basically to like pyramid scheme this shit. Oh, they helped them. Yeah, wow. and so like these two guys, like no one had ever seen these two guys, and they were like a black dude and like a Hispanic dude that both had like super white sounding voices. They trained themselves just so they could like work the phones and put. Yeah, there it is. God wants you to roll. Hi, I just want the guy, to... Bu- the guy fucking even looks... Pull that picture back up to me. The, that's the guy... One of the two guys. They called him Buddha. His name was Robert Gomez. On the cover of the book, he even looks like he's trying to do a Pablo Escobar look. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but his voice was like, I just went to Banana Republic, and now I'm selling some old Dude, cars. Dude, fucking craziness. So uh, you can buy... I bought the book used for like, I don't know, 10 bucks or whatever. $21 million. Dollars. It's crazy. And I grew up reading John Phillips and Car and Driver. So oh, I love yeah, he's it. an yeah. amazing writer. Yeah, yeah. It, was wow. really, it was a really, really good book. And yeah. he the book was an expansion of he did write an article for Car and Driver about this guy. Of course. And uh the book is an expansion on it. That's but uh, I if you're into cars, like I like recommending car books and that's that's a good car that's, book. I definitely recommend it. I I'll pass it around to the room if you I'll definitely read that. It. Yeah. I mean for me to finish a book in five hours is like Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, good I don't book, like quick read. I read a lot, but I don't read books. So that's a good. Book. Mm-hmm. So, how'd you get into uh, media? Well, I actually uh, I started interning like an underground internship uh, through listening to the radio on K Rock one day. So, like, Kevin and Bean in the morning back in like 2005. And I heard this guy on the phone promoting a new show that he was starting called Topless Sports News. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't listen to the radio. This is, yeah. what, no, this is what you sign up for. I mean, if yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, this is really intriguing. You know, yeah, topless girl giving the sports. Yeah, sign me up. So I, the guy Assuming gave. Assuming this title is what it seems. <laughs> so the guy gives out his email, and immediately I go to my MSN.com account. You know, so we're talking 2005 here. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm really interested in what you've got going on there, and I'd like to do some kind of internship or something with you guys. And so I just kept following up with the guy for like two weeks, and finally he paid attention to me and like, all right, well, let's meet on like 12, at 12.30 on Friday. And then within like five minutes, we were like starting to do production work like immediately. I was just, you know, boom, boom, boom. So um, that guy ended up becoming like family to me, and you know, he also ran a limo business, and so I would drive that on the weekends. And you know, like, he had hands <laughs> in a few cookie jars, <laughs> you know. But you know? Yeah. but you know, it was a way to kind of get me in touch with like the whole LA and the media scene and everything. But anyhow, so that kind of got my, my my feet wet in the industry yeah. on the underground. So you just like gophering and doing like. Bullshit work. Yeah, and yeah but like you know, like copywriting, doing real radio work. No, that was like you know, online media stuff. Like my, you know, my first foray into you know, like video on the web back in '05. Uh-huh. And yeah, you know, so doing some sports copywriting and learning how to like render the environments because we were shooting in front of a green screen. Oh yeah. So it was, oh, cool. it was pretty cool experience. And um, and then Getting paid to learn is clutch. Yeah, figure that out somehow. Nowadays, internships usually unpaid because it's like you're getting oh, paid sorry, in knowledge. You clarify, do they pay you? At the beginning, it wasn't, and then they started paying me after a couple months. Nice. Okay, just you know, good. becoming an integral part of the team and everything. So yeah, it was it was it was good. Oh. Um, and then uh, you know, towards my getting into my last year of college, then it was time to go above board and um, and actually you know 
do it for like a, a recognized you know major media company. So I ended up interning for CBS Radio back in '07, um, and by the time my internship ended, they immediately hired me. A full time position opened up, and then I was with them for two years. I was in charge of all the giveaways, and I wrote all the promos for the station, and did a couple. Yo, I of- hear the giveaways are all a scam on the radio. <laughs> my radio, I have friends in radio, and they're like, they just tell their boys to call up, and that's it. It's just, it's all fun. They just give everything to their friends, dude. Not Make as many people sign up. You don't have to throw up. anyone under the bus individually, no, no, but no, you can no, just no, wink, but, wink but on that. I'm not saying Go to a that. Two shot. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep your hands together if we're right. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, not not to, you know, get any specifics out there, but yeah, not as many people sign up for these contests as you would think, you know. But uh so it's like yo caller 25 wins and it's like six people call. You know, like, mother not call six. You're caller number 25. Yeah, yeah <laughs> 6 <yeah>. plus 19. <laughs> but yeah, that was interesting being a part of that and then the great recession hit and uh, you know, Ended up moving to Australia for a while. Oh, and, really? Yeah, ended up selling Skodas. Fuck off. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it, when the recession hit, it, it hits you it, like a ton of bricks. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> it was the worst. It was by far the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. But really? The, but the best thing, because when you go through shit like that, it teaches you who you really are. Were you like... You know? Were you like upside down on a bunch of shit? Oh my god! Did you, I, did you just take out a fucking mortgage or something? Oh, it was it was terrible. Really? It was, it was yeah. I mean, oh. you know, I I, I was ba- I felt like when I left this country, I felt like an economic refugee. Really? It was. I mean, I was like, yeah, rock bottom level shit. You went to kind of an expensive country. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I well, <laughs> but like you did, did, did you Thailand. walk off the plane holding headphones and a microphone? And you were like, please help me. <laughs> no, I mean, it was like on my last. My line, radio job is gone. <laughs> it was like I, I had built up credit over the years, and then I totally just abolished it because that's I had that's how I had to yeah, survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's how it got me started in Australia. And luckily, I had a friend out there uh, who had an empty room in his flat. Um, and he had a guy looking after it for him, but he had an empty room and he would, he and his wife would come up to Sydney like once a month to go see a, a concert or something, but they lived about 200 miles inland with their, their very young they son. in Mars. So yeah. So yeah, <laughs> basically, you know. It's like, wow, people live there? That's crazy. No, in, in a place called Wogga Wogga. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Can't very... write this shit, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um... can, can you pull up Google Maps, Tim? I want to know where the fuck Wooga Wooga like is. a joke punchline in America. <laughs> Death by Wooga Wooga. Uh, let's, we need to, we need to, I, I mean, we can't just let that one go. <laughs> Home of the Zomato. <laughs> Yeah. How no, do you it, spell Wugga Wugga? W A G G. Is that it? Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. But no, I, I because I only heard it said that way. It's just right. kind of in my mind that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vegemite, I can't say it in a, an American accent. Yeah. Like I can't think about Vegemite without wanting to vomit. Right. Right. That's the same kind. <laughs> I, I, the same exact kind of thing. I can't eat it with an American accent. Tim, all you have to do is go to Google Maps. What are you doing, buddy? You are struggling hard as fuck. If that's what you, if that's this what is what you why, care to know see. Where Wugga Wugga is. This is why internships it's go on. Paid. <laughs> <laughs> Remember talking about being paid to learn. Yeah. Is that where does that arrow? That is, <laughs> yeah, that's that very one? very that big. Right? That a- that's from that's from a Netscape picture. <laughs> that was yeah. the, the early. There you go. Like, it was a prodigy image. Hey, Wagga Wagga. Yeah, zoom, zoom out from that. It looks like it's on a nice river. Yeah, that's if that the, river uh, was a road. It'd that, be dope. That's the Murrumbidgee. Mm-hmm. What's it See, called? The Murrumbidgee. Mm-hmm. We'll pull that. Pull yeah. up that. All right. That shit. For the zoom, record, the arrow I had was better. Two hundred. Zoom back in then. Two hundred miles <laughs> east of, or west well, of Sydney. West, yeah. 
doesn't look that far when you look at all of Australia. Right, but it's it's a good four hours. Yeah. yeah. Have you been out to Wagga Wagga? Oh yeah, I would visit there about once every six weeks or so. It's it's like a cool little town, like you know, like just like the suburbs. It's it's like a it's like this isolated suburb in the middle of nowhere. Can you can you equate it to? Is it like a like a baker or like like a a Barcelia? Oh, like a Visalia. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a hub town for like, you know, the inland area that's far over. away from the ocean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. where people go to market. Yes. Yes. You could say that. But yeah, so that was uh, a... People, a... people meet and trade and sell dust. <laughs> <laughs> how's, yeah. the, uh, how's the Skoda business down in Straya? I mean, it was it was struggling. We, we Even though we were a new Skoda dealership, you know, 95% of our business was selling used cars. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me... I was able to be at the top of the tree my first full month of, of sales there. But, I mean, it was like I was working so much. I was getting paid good, but I was working so much. It's like, okay, well, if you don't have time to spend your money, what's the point? Yeah. And I only lasted 10 weeks of that job. It was just, yeah. So you went from, like, having negative credit or and, like, being, like, destitute to like ten weeks, ten weeks later, be like, "Fuck this corporate bullshit, man! I don't need That's this." Hilarious. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I was working thirteen days straight, and then I was kind of like losing my mind at the end of those thirteen days, and I went up to uh, Byron Bay, which is like the Humboldt of New South Wales, a state w- where Sydney is in, and I went up to visit my friend, and you know, she lived with a friend of hers, uh, and it was like coming into the Garden of Eden, actually the compound of land, like a tract of land. Humboldt they, compound. Yeah, okay. No, it wasn't a compound, but I, like the tract of land that they lived on was called Gan Eden, which is Hebrew for Garden of Eden. It was the foot of Mount Jerusalem. There was a, there was literally a serpent living in the garage. It was like a trippy... Sounds like the start of a porno. Yeah, well, it, does, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a trippy, like, out-of-body experience those five days I spent up there. I'm like... Coming, I'm, I'm driving back down and drive down. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Fuck this. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm here to like kill myself over work. And ten weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weeks, so huh? I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's readjust here. And you get a van and a tapestry and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, you show up and you're like, hey, I'm back. So yeah, I now there's up, two serpents in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up leaving that job and, um, you know, coming back to the U.S. about a month after that. And, um, and then, you know, odd jobs here and there. And then the way I fell into automotive media was uh, I got to shoot the Kara Coachella house. I got to shoot photos for their gifting suite that they were having there, the Kara Coachella, Coachella house in 2012. And the people I was working for, I was you know going out to dinner with them every night, and we were talking cars one night. And they are like, wow, you know a lot about cars. We actually own a car website, too. You should write for us. And that was autofiends.com. Oh, I remember that yeah, site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So are I they started, still around? No, no, not anymore. But Zach Bowman got his start there. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, started writing for them and you know handling all their social media. Ended up getting that so that Twitter account awarded in Dupont Registry's top ten list of Twitter profiles to uh, to follow. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. It was a nice little accomplishment early in my career, and uh, and then um, having that on my resume and along with all the previous writing stuff I did in other media, I was able to apply for full time editorial positions, and that's how I got my job at. Oh, uh, sorry, that's my phone. You can make it go away. I think that's like four Invisible. shows in a row where my phone has gone off in the first 30 minutes of the show. Turn to airplane mode. Yeah. I, I just, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But so, yeah. But yeah, having that on my resume, I was able to apply for full-time editorial work, and that's how I got my job at Internet Brands as the automotive content editor there. So so what do you think? You're five over there? Uh, I started freelancing for them in 13, and then they hired me on full-time in-house in Ooh. at the beginning of 14. This kind of uh, job stability. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been <laughs> nice. I'm very jealous. Rare, rare. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. would be nice. <laughs> no, and, you know, and through that, like you know, I started my YouTube channel, and then Top Gear USA or America noticed me last year. I got to audition for that show. So. Oh yeah, how did you find that experience? It was nerve wracking. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it was really one of the they scariest really, things. They really turned the pressure up on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of crazy. Because you know, what they have you doing? Uh, it was just a Skype audition. You know, and it wasn't anything. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it, it wasn't. wasn't <laughs> it wasn't acting out the scenarios. No, nothing like that. No, yeah. I didn't. That's get that when far. it gets real. Yeah. Yeah. Topless yeah. sports casting, man. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but you know. Really go back to that. I see a market. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was such that's a, what Hooters is. Well, that was such a trip though because I started watching Top Gear on LimeWire and Kazaa back in yeah. 2002. You know, being a college or mm-hmm. even before, like in high school, still. You know, you know, staying up on in, in school nights until like 4:30 in the morning watching you know Tiff Nadell or Jeremy Clarkson or stuff like that. And you know, one night, you know, two years into that. I was thinking about changing my major from engineering, mechanical engineering, into something else. I'm like, well, maybe I might, you know, change my major to HR and just get something stable and, you know, just live a regular life like regular people because that's what you expect, you know? Oh, God. And then one night I'm watching, you know, Jeremy Clarkson do some buffoonery. I'm like, wait a minute. Why can't I do what these guys do? And then 12 years later, I'm auditioning with one of the guys from the BBC America and I was like you know what whether anything comes from this or not is neither here nor there for me the fact that I've gone this far from that kid just like what if it's like this is such a kids follow your dreams moment for me so let's party (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah the Mm -hmm. the it's very surreal you know it really is you know so no I like you know when you I remember watching your video when you were talking about your C5 and how your parents were against the idea of like why are you getting that Corvette and it's like you know but it ended up you know it ended up being defining you know yeah yeah it's uh it's it's weird where you end up if you just kind of don't I don't know a lot of people email me asking about like how do you end up here and I'm like I don't know you put one foot in front of the other yeah. for a decade yeah you know yeah. I, mean, <laughs> totally, yeah. I think as long as you're acting on your highest excitement it'll just kind of take you where you need to go that's a good that's yeah. a good good uh, ethos I think I, I I gave this talk at a high school a few months ago and was trying to tell him like whether you, you want to do auto me, or production or something. What? I would have loved to see you speak. <laughs> oh, dude, it's fun. We have oh, a tape. Was, oh, is it Radcliffe? Yeah, Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. went to speak at Rick's school. Yeah, yeah, oh, Rick's awesome. school at their yeah. career day. That Their shop is crazy. It's like a $2.5 million. They have like 25 3D printers. They have Hoscat like uh, CNC machines. I mean, whoa. They could build anything in there. He's actually going to be in episode four of the Project Sto- uh, Stork multi-episodic YouTube series. So they can yeah. they can build anything, but mm-hmm. just yeah, pick whatever you want to do, and then just you'll start walking in that direction, right. and you'll start making decisions based on like, yeah, this will get me closer, this won't, and just kind of happens. Point your feet to the brightest spot, and then just target and zero yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people try and look at step nine hundred and thirty-four without. Oh, realizing yeah. they're on step two. Right. Yeah. How do I get a Sharon? You know, mm-hmm. I've I've never done anything, but I have forty Instagram followers. Yeah. So do I just email someone and ask, or yeah, what? or something as simple as like, you know, people are like, I want to write for you. I go, cool, send me something, and they go, what do you mean? <laughs> and I go, well, dude, and they're like, you're not going to tell me what you want me to write. I'm like, fuck no. The thinking about the writing about what you want is like way, yeah, yeah, it's way harder. Yeah. I'm not like, a, I'm not giving you homework. Like, bring, go get, you know, it's like, and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, I mean, getting the cover, you know, doing everything like you know, I got to drive the Veyron two years ago now. Uh, I, you know, I've been able to cover the Gumball three thousand. You know, Gumball Air. Oh my God, that's such a trip. Gumball like, is uh, <laughs> Gumball is a trip indeed. You know, but yeah, doing stuff like that. It's like who? How did I land into this dream? So yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the 
it's uh, the people who work the hardest and produce the best results tend to get the the best fucking gigs. So yeah. if you got if you got the skills and the the commitment to do it, you know the, the third part of that is. You know, there's like the opportunity, right? And then there's the monies. Mm-hmm. You right. got to get the monies. Is the third part? Yeah, opportunities into, usually come first. turn into cash. <laughs> Back it up. Yeah. yeah, turn opportunity into cash. That's the hard That's part. The part. The ad sales part. No one ever really seems to be able to get that. There's uh, everyone's got their own angle on that one. Yeah, well, the, the landscape is constantly changing. And yeah. So the financial part of it's constantly changing. That was the most interesting about, thing about going to that YouTuber thing with Ferretti mm-hmm. in Vegas was listening to each of the YouTubers like like what their hustle is. And and everyone had their own kind of hustle, which I thought was very, very, That's very interesting. interesting. It was very interesting. Like Ferretti is very like watch the numbers and like follow where the numbers go and focus on like fewer videos, but they get bigger hits for mm-hmm. each one. Whereas like all the time he spends thinking about how to craft a video that will satisfy those numbers i just put my head down and spend all that time just cranking out more and more and more and more and more Mm -hmm. which obviously given that i'm about to retire from that and he is not he wins i think but uh, but there was no the the results in terms of subscribers and in terms of view monthly views and in terms of all that um they're roughly the same for Mm -hmm. me and ferretti and so it's just like two different strategies that have ended up in the same place. Right. And then it just matters like how much you can get from off of YouTube. All that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the YouTube guy just convinced me to insert the mid-roll ads, which are the same like the five-second skippable things, which I was against at first. But then he's like, just try it. Just try it for a month. Watch the check. Just try <laughs> just it. Taste. Just, just try just it for a month fair. and watch the check. Yeah, he's, he's the $5 rocks. First one's free. Right. It only goes in videos over 10 minutes. So, and our average retention is like five minutes and 49, which is, for YouTube, is pretty good. Yeah. Um. So, I figure the people who are diehard enough who, to watch the entire videos will understand. Well, it's nice that the mid-roll ads are short now, because for a while, they were pretty lengthy. And some people were dropping them like in six different places, which yeah, is just you can, crazy. Yeah, I think pants. you can drop a lot of them now, but I think it's ours is just the I just did the the general auto. I guess it it somehow searches the video file automatically and finds where to put it. Whoa, oh, that's cool. I don't know why it does it. I know it only does it in videos longer than ten minutes, but and you can skip most of the ads that you encounter too after five seconds. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. ads that I put in, like the "Hey guys, look at this coffee cup" ads, like you can just drag the cursor right past those if you want. And yeah. I'm not even going to say nothing. If you yeah. have the good internet, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um. So anyway, we're oh Project Stork. We? Yeah, Project Stork. Talk about that. Yeah. So you got this nine eleven. I got this nine eleven. Well, technically, your dad got this nine eleven. Correct. Back in October of nineteen seventy seven, brand new. What color? Black. Black on black on black. My dad liked. Black. You just it, it looked more like a like a professional type you know suit, you know, piece of machinery. Right. Yeah. And uh, this was the first vehicle you ever rode in, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. At about yeah, you know, I'm, I'm guessing I came home at about two days old. Like you know, the average kid comes about two days. Yeah. So uh, probably about two days old. That was my first ever ride in any car. Was a 1977 Porsche 911s. So uh, it is the very vehicle that brought me home from the hospital after I was born. And, um, yeah, so the reason uh, we call it Project Stork is it was literally the stork that delivered me to the doorstep. So, yeah. Well, what happened to it in between 1977 and 2017? Well, it was already uh, – the impetus behind all of this is by the time it was eight years old in 85 when I was born, it was already a piece of shit. 
Yeah. Uh, my dad was driving from Upland. Is that it right there? Uh, yes, that is the very car there. And wow. he yeah, that, that was thing is medium fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For that's... Pe- people listening, the right fender has a sort of gray, black, rust camo kind of pattern mm-hmm. going on. Yes. Not aftermarket <laughs> paint by any means. That's, uh, that's yeah. Patina. So that's a picture of the car, car back, back in May, late May or so, right after we got it into the Haynes Manuals shop. So we're actually doing the restoration at Haynes Manuals headquarters, oh, where they do nice. the complete tear down and rebuild of the cars to write their shop manuals for you to buy them in the chief or the. Uh, so are the, they going to write O'Reilly. a shop manual for the 911s? No, they're not, they're not doing that. But uh, you know, we're we're just using this to kind of drive awareness. We're doing a partnership between internet brands and Haynes to drive awareness across all of our Porsche related sites. Uh, for How their fortunate stuff. for you! Yeah. <laughs> How fortunate for you to have a 911 laying around that needs restoration. <laughs> I so, know how this works. Yes, you, you <laughs> certainly do. I was going to say, you can't be speaking jealously. Yeah, so. Haters be hating, right. and I be hating for sure. <laughs> how is your, how's your Clarion stereo, by the way? I love my new Clarion stereo. <laughs> right. It's great. You should get one for your Haynes-sponsored 911S. Single DIN fitments. It's yes. glorious. Yes. Do they have a Haynes BMW manual? <laughs> um. That's super cool. So yeah. that picture with it being medium fucked was back in May. That's back Where in May. Where are we yeah. at now? So we're, we're six months later. So six months later, we we you know we're I haven't done an update since I've brought it back from SEMA, but we have um, the most recent one is episode three, and that's when we put the tires on it and we get it running. Uh, Forgive me, I wasn't at SEMA. What was the state of it at SEMA? The state of it was you know just I, I cleaned it up for the first time in like twenty years. And you brought it in original, just washed, but that's it, condition. That's exactly right. Does it run? Well, we got it running. We got it running under its own idle for about 20 seconds at the end of episode three. Uh Uh-huh. And that's about the closest we've been able to get it. That's pretty good if it was a Lambo Espada. When when, when (laughs) was it last ran when parked? Uh, So (laughs) it was last driven by me when I was... 15 years old, and the statute Whoa. of limitations has passed on that, so I can say that. Uh, so 2000 and, 2001 or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been sitting for 15 years. It sat for the, in that garage for 15 years gathering dust, and it took, yeah, and, and you know, the tires went flat on it. it couldn't hold, they couldn't hold air anymore. I now understand why your mom isn't more upset that the Mustang's sitting in, in the driveway, because this car sat in the garage and didn't do yeah. shit for yeah. 15 years, exactly. and they were like, yeah. that's fine. Did exactly. you put the Mustang in the garage when you got this nah, it's still, it's still <laughs> <laughs> It's a convertible. It's got to be outside. Like, were they, like, dancing on the floor once well, you got the thing? I'm like, <laughs> so spacious in here. Well, yeah, and we got a 56 Ford F100 sitting next to where oh, the Porsche so yeah, it's just a crazy mess over there. <laughs> but so with with a Pontiac GTO engine in it. So yeah, it's, awesome. it's you know, yeah. But um yeah, so we're 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 getting, you know, slowly but surely and I I you know, ready to get episode four up soon. But um So it's an S, that makes it a three liter? It's a two point seven. Oh S C was three liter. S C was three liter. Okay, so this yeah, is the last so year of the 7. S. Yeah. So it okay. was it was thermal reactors, it was it was a non catalyst. Nice. So you could put leaded gasoline in it still if you wanted to, and um, but yeah. So that's but, exciting. How's the interior? The interior is okay. Uh, the back seats are flawless. The front seats are split at the seams, mm-hmm. but the leather quality is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not bad. I mean, it's it's actually you know once you clean it up, it's it's quite you know it, it's it's acceptable, I guess. So to what what degree is uh, Haynes restoring this? So they're well okay so. We have just found a shop called TLG Auto that wants to do the... Wait, I think I know them. What's yeah, the guy's name? Um, I'm, I'm blanking at the moment, but we're... 
we're trying to figure out a way to you know get him in with Renless as well as you know spawn you know they're here right the, yeah they're in North Hollywood. Yo, I just yeah. drove that dude's cars. I just drove his cars. He's got a nine fourteen six white, and he's got a seventy five Carrera with a big single turbo on it. I definitely T- Tony just... and Louis Girache. Yeah, yeah, like race mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly. Race. I think I feel like that's them. Yeah. So so yeah, we're just you know, trying to figure out things with them I to hope get I them. Didn't get that wrong, but I feel like I just drove their cars. Guy looks like Steven Spielberg. Marco. Yeah, Marco. Yeah, yeah, Marco. Yeah, yeah, Marco's cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that guy's cars were dope. So he wants to do the labor for pulling the engine. Great. And then we got a guy named Neil Harvey out of uh, Costa Mesa, California, who runs a company called Performance Developments. And this guy used to uh, to work for um, used to work for Bernie Ecclestone and um, uh, Gordon Murray, like back in the mm. like the early '80s F1 days. Not a lightweight. Was, yeah, so he used to work on the F1 teams, like you know, helping them, you know, like overseeing the engineering and stuff. And then he started his shop in '90. Now he does a lot of uh, wow. Porsche, you know, like down to the you know bare metal type restoration. So cool. he's agreed to um, to actually you know get the the motor work done, and then you know, but he only takes the motors on crates and he puts them back restored on crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we needed we need somebody like don't Marco bring him to, your car. Yeah, don't bring him your car. What about yeah. uh, what about Rust? Uh, so Rust is fine because it's a California car. It was garage kept the majority of its life. So the so, the the paint look. I, I mean, I'm sitting you know eight feet from a monitor. That yeah. paint that's all trashed on that right front fender there. There's no rust under that. It's just nasty paint. There is rust on that fender only because my dad. Uh, so my mom got in a fender bender back in like '81, and the he my dad was tr- as vigilant as he could about getting original equipment parts replaced for that vehicle. But the shop that he took it to, they didn't. They, they ended up putting an aftermarket fender on that yeah. vehicle and using subpar paint. Yeah. So that oh, ended that's up, the interior. That's the interior. So oh, pull, that, that uh, the dash looks pretty good. The dash isn't like split, right? There's no. Well, I, I just realized in the build itself that there's a there's a there's like a dime size split coming off of the passenger side. I might have a deal for you, my friend. Defogger vent. So yeah, I might have a deal for you. I am getting buckets. For my 911 oh. from Lee Keen oh. and my power sports seats from my 87 Carrera are mint. Oof. They're really nice. They're the wrong color. Oh. So you'd have to have them recovered. Okay, okay. But they are mint. Okay. And they're power. So if you are interested, I can hook you up. I will they're super that. comfortable, too. Yeah. And they are extremely they're, comfortable. Ah. I'm I'm almost second-guessing taking them out because they're super comfortable. Yeah. But I've sat in the other seats, too, and they're sweet, too. But okay. uh, if we could talk about that later. Yeah, good, but, to good to know. But, uh, Your steering yeah. wheel horn button looks like a Power Ranger crest. That <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Wait, what? Did you see? Go back to his, the interior. The, that, horn, the I, horn button. Both your steering wheel and my steering wheel, which is the four across, I fucking hate the so much. The four across These is are the worst, worst era of Porsche pretty... steering wheel. Do you like that steering wheel? It's what I grew up with. I, I was, you know, at three years old, I'd go into the garage every day and draw the dashboard of yeah. that car. So it's just part of my upbringing, so I can't hate on it. I, it's, it's not my DNA to hate that steering wheel, even I though I understand you. the hatred. I feel you. Mine but, is worse. Yeah. Honestly, I think mine's worse. The four, the the. Horizontal. I like yours bar. less. Yeah, less attractive. Fucking. I think there's a lot of other, a lot of really basic cars had that kind of force spoke thing. I think Volvo's did, like Taurus. It was yeah. just like a, eh. We need structural support for an airbag. How do we do that? Like yeah. this to send it out. I yeah. can't wait to take it off. No, yeah, my my Real Fox lazy. body has the very square. Oh, yours has airbag. the pillow. Yeah, oh pillow. shit. The E36 had that force spoke thing too. Mm-hmm. No good. Someone, uh, someone just, oh, someone just said something about that on uh, some funny comment on Matt D'Andrea post. You see what D'Andrea did with his Cobra? You know. Matt D'Andrea. Oh yeah, yeah. So he well he's building this 93 Cobra mm-hmm. and he I guess wanted to keep it kind of original 
Is it? It's he's motorator on Instagram, yeah. right? Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you pull up motorator on Instagram? Motorator. Motorator. Um, he did that air that ugly airbag steering wheel, but then he suede wrapped the rim. Just no scroll way. down a little bit, Timmy. And it's it was a couple days ago. There it is, right in the middle there. And so he oh, he no suede wrapped, which and it was a little controversial. I kind of like it. I mean, it draws the eye away from the square. But I think it's heinous. It, the square is still. It's so <laughs> I told how big him. the square is. Like the wheel, you, there's nothing you can do with it. You, there's nothing you can do to make that wheel look even acceptable. No. I know I'm horrible by saying this, but I love that square. Fucking, I, you got just, a problem, my friend. It's because well, I'm that era of kid. Your, your just, sentimentality outweighs well, well, your taste. Exactly. Well, you were you born? I was born in '85. I was born in 82. You're not that kid from that era. Yeah, but you're but, just a hipster who got brought home in a vintage 911. <laughs> and now you're just like, no, man, the throwbacks are great. No, some throwbacks suck. Yeah. You probably like mom jeans and whack it to that. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, fucking no, but, mom but jeans. To dig the hole even deeper, C4 Corvettes are my favorite Corvettes of all time. Just I mean, look, I, I had my vices, Buy man. them all. I thought the Geo <laughs> Storm was awesome when I was six years old. Oh, dude, Isuzu Impulse, Chevy mm-hmm. Beretta, all that era of Amigo. weird 80s yeah. shit, dude. I just saw Beretta the other day. It still looked kind of hot, actually. It's, it's hot. a handsome car. It was a handsome, handsome. car. That uh, bright green color was kind of dope, too. Oh, yeah, from the, the teal, the yeah, 90s yeah, yeah, teal yeah, Beretta. Exactly. Do you remember, you know the story with Beretta and the guns? No. The Chevy Beretta and the guns? Super quick, so the the... Chevy Beretta, when it came out, uh, there's that color top left. Oh yeah. God! And that was on um, C4s too, and I love that color that, on a Corvette. It's kind of seafoam. Yeah, it's yeah. the most mm-hmm. '90s color ever. Um, oh, look at the graphics! <laughs> oh my God, indie. That's hella and, red. Uh, that so it? when the Beretta came out, the Beretta Firearms Company in Italy, which had been making guns for fucking 150 years, was a little pissed. No one at GM bothered to call and ask. And uh, I'm not sure. What the trademark? I'm sure that Beretta has a trademark on Beretta to sell guns in the U.S. under that name, which I'm sure GM violated by <laughs> selling the car called the Beretta. There was a lawsuit. They were settled out of court. And the only reason it matters at this point is because if you go to Italy where they make the guns, you go to the, the Beretta Museum, you can get the tour, and there are two zero-mile Chevy Berettas sitting at the factory that were donated as an act of good faith by That's GM. So cool. And my dad went to the factory and sent me a picture of the fucking Beretta. It was hilarious because <laughs> it's like $200,000 gun, $200,000 $200, gun, 1986 Chevy Beretta. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like some, a GM employee listening to this going, Wait, didn't we send three cars and there's one in the back that's just shot full of holes? <laughs> yeah. 92 FS is just laying out there. It's like, if you're in a bad mood in the morning, stop by and take care of the Beretta. Stop by the Beretta range. So I guess that's why it became the Corsica eventually. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think it be, didn't it become the, the, the Corsica Cor- was a two-door Lumina, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Wait, or was the Corsica pre-Beretta? No, it was after, cause my, uh, like, 15 years ago, my brother's girlfriend drove a Corsica, and it was like a 92. Oh, yeah, the Corsica. Yeah. No, the Corsica was the four-door. Oh, oh, oh was it? That's okay. why. The oh, Corsica okay. was the four-door. No, the Beretta okay. The Beretta ran its course. Okay. There okay. was a, shit, what was the, it was a Lumina Euro Z30, give me a Lumina Euro Z34. I like this. Which, I'm going to sound so white here, as I do once in a while, my tennis instructor drove. <laughs> <laughs> there it was, that one. Yeah, that's the one right there. When I was 14, 
my tennis instructor touched me in aluminum. No. He would pick me up from and take me to tennis. I actually thought this car was cool as fuck. That does not look that different than the Monte Carlo SS that they made in, like, what, 2001? No, but, yeah, but this had the the four-cam motor. Remember that dude Steven put in a Fiero? Yeah. This is like a, a V6 four-cam. I think it made 275 horsepower. That's it was actually strong. like a, a hot little bitch of a fucking of a six. Well, that's probably better than the than the SS that they made later. Yeah. Because that was, was a terrible car. Yeah. It was oh, definitely be better fun. than the front-wheel drive Monte Carlos yeah. that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. 200 horse out of the 3.4 V6. Oh, maybe that wasn't it. I mean, what, if you what, wanted What them. was the one that had the, the hot V6 in it? Um... The, Mo- Monte cool Carlos here. had a variant of the GNX motor, didn't they? Didn't they like a very limited mm, run? No. Well, oh, well, no. It, or Grand Na- when they were awesome. No, the Grand, well, there was Grand Nationals, obviously. Yeah, but not types, GNX, but... but no, there was never a Monte Carlo with the turbo motor. I'm thinking no, of there was a four cam motor from the in the eighties from GM, and what was it in? I thought it was in the Lumina Euro. Well, but aside from ZR1 LT5, but... maybe mm, no, it was a V6. Hmm. GM 4Cam V6. You got anything over there, Tim? I don't know. So based on, what, 3800? Nah, yeah, I think. Hmm. 3800 based 4Cams. Ah, oh, fuck me. Someone, I don't know. Someone's screaming at their iPod right now. <laughs> yeah. You motherfucker. It's probably Steven. Who's got it the was zero. in the Safari. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, man. I saw it Previa was... the other day. Just random side tangent. Great car. Did it make you feel happy inside? Yeah, I felt nostalgic. The, um... Anyway. The... Where are we at? What are we at right now? Where were we? Uh, 49. Where are we, where we, at? Where we, where we, we at? I feel like it's break time. I feel like you need to reset and find this fucking engine. <laughs> and, then, <sighs> and then swap it into something. It's going to bother me like a Fiero. Um, everyone's just staring at the screen now. We're all this just watching. We're watching Wikipedia. Yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> watching Wikipedia. That's how I know it's break time. <laughs> we'll be right back in just a minute. All right. We back. We back. Zach found the engine. I LQ1. did. LQ1. LQ1. Uh, used in the Lumina, Chevy Lumina Z34, Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, Pontiac Grand Prix, Chevy Monte Carlo Z34, and Lumina LS. And it's 4-cam narrow-angle V6. Yeah, 4-cam, 60-degree V6, 3.4 liters. How much power? Mm, Ranged from 2 to 210. God, I could have sworn it was more. But when in 1996-97, it went up to like 215. Nothing, nothing. Huge. I thought that Stephen kid had it uh, had it up to like 275 or 280. But maybe there's stuff you can do. I mean, maybe he was running no yeah. cats or something. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, we're back. That's the motor. It exists. You're welcome, people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're out here doing God's work. God's work. God wants you to roll. Um, where were we just about to go? Oh, announcement. I fixed something. I fix this. We this haven't had a lot. Me fixing a thing, that shit doesn't happen. <laughs> so I was able to correctly. I first, so my Porsche did not start. Wah, wah. Car put a thousand miles on it. It was great. Turn the key. <laughs> start cranking, cranking, cranking. No fire. So I was like, uh oh. Googled around a bit. Uh, apparently, a very common issue with this car is something called a DME relay, which is a fuel pump relay, basically. It's under the seat. And uh, it poos out sometimes. So I looked it up. That seemed like a possibility. Called Mr. Lee Keen, who said, here's what you do. If you uh, want to find out if your DME relay is bad, you whack it with a hammer. <laughs> and uh, if, No way. And if the car starts, that's the problem. So I whacked it with a hammer. The fucking car started. So I ordered up uh, two DME relays. 
Apparently, uh, the forums, whatever the Porsche forum I looked at, I don't remember. Hopefully, it Renless. Uh, yeah, Renless. I looked at Renless. <laughs> I looked up on Renless, and it was very lots of advice on Renless, and uh, and they said that if you have one of these cars, a uh, uh, eighty four to eighty nine Carrera, uh, that you should carry an extra in your car at all times because wow. they have a habit of this parts taste. And you just unscrew it, snap in the wire. Dude, fine. you just stick your hand under the fucking seat and you can unplug it and you is yeah. Other nice. than the fact that my car, you know how my garage is? Mm-hmm. It was in the front left spot. So, you know, I had to do a lot of fat guy in a little car. But like if your car was not parked against the wall, it would be no big deal at all. Like I okay. made it a lot harder on myself. But that's a very start nice fixed repair. it, started right up, done. Boom. Fix the thing. Hell yeah. Di- Alternatively you could just carry a hammer. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the thing will die while the car's running, or if it just won't start. You know what I mean? So, right. like, I wouldn't want to like whack it, have it start, and then like continue driving for too long. But if you had to get home, that is, might it, is work. its function? Is it sending power to the starter? So once it's no, running, you to don't the need fuel it. Fuel pump. Oh, right. It's a relay for the fuel pump. Yeah, and, and like DME is is digital engine management basically. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. You want it's that? A, it has like very early, you know. Shitty engine management. Mm-hmm. I get. Okay. I'm gonna get the Steve Wong chip, which is an actual fucking chip. It but replaces that. Yeah, yeah, that replaces it. But uh, there's a guy named Steve Wong Figured. who is gonna come down and program it himself. Oh, yeah, which is the thing that uh, BBI does. Mine actually has. Uh, my dad got some kind of tuning Yours is kit. Carbs, right? Well, no, no. It's a, it's it's a mechanical fuel injection. Okay, it's oh. like a distributor style fuel injection. Uh huh. And but there's there's some kind of electrical unit that my dad put into the car, and like somehow, an MSD box kind of thing, something like that. Yeah, and it's it's like this is from you know Porsche specialty tuning in blah 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 California. Oh. Yeah, and it, but oh, that was like work. the earliest form, apparently. So because he put headers on it, and he put that thing, and so it, it was a little bit faster than stock. I mean, I imagine you have to pull the motor completely out of that car. Right? I have. I, well, yeah, you're setting oh, it to no, the I guy. Do. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, no, yeah. The yeah. whole motor exactly. Is, mm-hmm. Like it's got to be completely rebuilt. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah. and once we get that done, then Borla actually wants to create a whole custom line of exhaust systems based oh, cool. off of that car. Oh, that would be lovely. So yeah, so that's really exciting. Borla's exhausts tend to sound pretty good, mm-hmm. although I still have a little bit of beef with them from SEMA. <laughs> Why would you do? Well, at SEMA, we were podcasting oh, sponsored we... by Magnaflow. Mm-hmm. We were at Magnaflow's booth, and we had a podcast studio set up. Borla was right next door. Borla had an endless loop video, as you do, of exhaust clips. Mm-hmm. And now, I've heard many Borla exhausts, some of which sounded great, others sounded whatever. Um, but the ones that were chosen for this montage were easily the worst sounding Borla exhausts I've ever heard. Like the shitty EcoBoost V6s, like the 2.7 exhausts, like that sounds like garbage. And. They're playing it loud as fuck, and the volume seemed to go up when we started recording shows. And with Hayes, you know, Chris Hayes being as he is, being in charge, there was a bit of a contention, a little, little <laughs> friction between, a little passive aggression, you know, between him and the people at Borla. And it was like, there was like, there was like a beef that was like happening. It was weird. It was like there was a, a beef that was going off. Uh, good times. I'm like, just saying, like, like an anchor man show off just happens, oh like in the God. alley. Like some of their products, like the, their RS Focus RS exhaust sounds gangster as fuck. But some of their, I mean, it's not that the, their exhaust sounds particularly bad. But whoever shot the video recordings of these exhausts, it didn't put them in their best light, and they were blasting them. <laughs> interesting, interesting approach. I mean, they they do work like in the audio business sort of, but it seemed people are gonna walk by your booth no matter what. 
I mean, you, you know, know, I can't I can't hate hate on an exhaust company for playing exhaust videos at their booth, but it seemed to always go on while we were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I fixed the thing. My uh, the thing? Well, remember I backed up off that parking block and it yanked off half my bumper, which yeah. was great. And I crawled under there to look at it before I went uh, uh, driving to Palm Springs. But not before I went drifting because I'm smart. <laughs> I was like, it'll be fine. It ripped out like... The, all the fender liner holes were popped out. All the little weird shims that are threaded behind it, where the screws you know go into, or were popped out. Uh, it, it bent the plastic under tray of that's you know my front fascia. It bent it down to like a point. I mean, oh, we've all seen those sucks. cars like yeah. in the parking lot where it's like, whoa, it does some serious work. So I was able to get it put back in place, and then enough of those holes like held together. But those things suck, man. Just like that rebar that sticks up yeah. can do so much damage. It's the worst. Dude, imagine you drive over that one of that that rebar at sixty. Oh, forget <laughs> it. Even even just being under there and looking at how my car is put together, the fact that people have taken those up to like 180 miles an hour and all new cars, there there's plastic shims here and there's little screws that pop in rivets there mm-hmm. and there's like a water, uh, you know your your windshield wiper like bottle is probably tucked down behind your bumper like it's all held together by a lot of hopes and dreams <laughs> there's a lot of faith in the engineering that goes into that it i don't know it, yeah. it feels a little flimsy oh yeah yeah a little, a little nervous <laughs> you ever been on a racetrack in a c4 corvette my friend <laughs> we'll oh. talk about hopes and well when dreams. you when you went on um the Shady daily transmission. Ass. You guys were talking about your favorite YouTube video, and it was yeah. that guy in the 240. I'd never seen that video before. Me neither. And they cut oh, you to it. Never seen I'd it? never no. seen it. Oh, and everything flies we'll away. Get, you think we get? We'll probably get flagged if we play it, right? Can we play it from somewhere? Okay, here. G- g- did the, get it off a of daily motion, bro? Well, <laughs> get it off of not YouTube. Well, it's only like five, or like twenty seconds. It's, it's know, real we short. We might sometimes we get flagged. Oh, really. It's, it's like 240 drift car falls apart. Yeah, it's yellow yellow 240 for. drift car. It's falls one of those apart. videos where everybody's heard about it except me until you shared it like two weeks ago or whatever. Oh, did you not? You didn't see it either. Until two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! It's yeah. just it's that top one. It's just it's so. <laughs> That's YouTube though. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, we gotta find on some daily. I don't want to get flagged. Actually, I don't give a fuck. Just play on YouTube. <laughs> We'll get flagged, and they'll they'll have to give this fucking guy the revenue. But well, who cares? I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it for the joke. I mean, it's so good. Is that what oh, we want to watch? It's a GIF or a video. Oh, it's someone, like a slideshow now. Someone oh, made a, a slideshow. Yeah, that won't flag that's you. Not good. But yeah, eh, the point is, a guy initiates a drift, and the initiating of the drift, <laughs> the initiating of the drift. Here it is. Yeah, pull this up. Yeah, we can turn the volume down slightly. And probably full screen it, but uh. The initiate <laughs> the drift initiation causes uh, his entire car to fall apart. I've never seen anything like this before. It's just so. Yeah, bro, that just happened. Hey, obviously, he's angry. He looks way too surprised for what happened because the front bumper flew off, the rear bumper flew off, one of the wheels came off, and the other wheel was going to come off, but the car came to a stop. Like, there are so, ma- so much mismanaged maintenance happening oh, yeah. there. I feel like the rear wheel getting ripped off the hub took a – that hap- that was the issue – like he hit that handbrake, and just the whole rear 
The wheel right took the, just the took, bumper. Took it all off. Yeah, it looks like the car got and bombed. It, it, it took yeah. everything out with it. It came off though so quickly. I lug nuts had to have been missing. <laughs> like they must probably. I mean, it would probably happen. Like tire change something. It, yeah. Everything just seemed too loose. Someone did not f- do the second half of their lug nut <laughs> tightening. No. And then the front bumper comes like it all comes off. Look, he's just initiating, and the front bumper is already saying, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, so <laughs> many parts come off the car at once. We got front front rear valence, tires already rolling. <laughs> the trunk is open now, by the way. And the left <laughs> rear tire now has 15 degrees of camber. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. that was a huge error in prep. Track That's, prep. Got to watch yeah. a how-to pra- track prep. Yeah. Um, and there's what not to do. That's what not to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of I do a lot of uh, faith driving, mm-hmm. a lot of not not checking certain things. Occasionally, I find there's a video coming out where I drove. Um, yeah, I'll throw it under the bus. I drove uh, this Corolla that was like a fucking like a '95 Corolla, like from when the Corolla first went from the little box to being round, and uh, it had like a black top in it, like a four AG, like nine thousand RPM, like monster engine. And uh, the tires, as I found out later, were, like, date-coded from 2005 or something. They were so old. You, you, can you feel it? Not only could I feel it, while the the owner of the car spun out while doing Oh, I remember shots. that. It was that one. Wow. So was this a worse experience in that time you drove that janky Trans Am? That no, the Camaro was the, the worst. Oh, okay. The Camaro was the worst. Okay. No, the, the, there's something, there was something called a Crowerks. Which is that thing I drove at Road Atlanta. That was probably the worst. Really? Worse than the Camaro with three brakes? I don't know. I got hit with so many rocks in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like it, that's really... I guess the Camaro had the potential to be worse if it had gone off the rock upon yeah, the Yeah, like I didn't driving. actually crash it. I just right. like had to deal with some poor dynamics for a few minutes and got mad. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It, I was going like 20. It wasn't like being on Road Atlanta at an open track day with no bodywork or windshield. My friend in high school <laughs> bought like a 71 Cuda, not a good one, and this was before they were worth lots of money. Mm-hmm. And he picks me up to take me for a ride. And we go across this street, and he floors it. And it's like, oh, wow, this thing. And it had a built motor and like full-length headers on it, and it starts going. And then he jumps on the brakes because some people are crossing the street, and he finds it has no brakes. And it came to a stop like six feet from these people, and he was full to the wood. He's bending the seat back and yeah. everything. And that was a lot of faith driving. Back high school had tons of it. I mean, muscle cars have a lot of face driving in general. I remember which of those weird modified 80s and 90s supercars I drove in Texas. I ran out of brakes and almost went off the end of the track in. I can't remember if it was the Turbo 308 or the Callaway Corvette or I don't know. One of them. One of them had 80s brakes and they are gone it's after lap real quick. two and a half. Yeah. What else? Uh, my Miata was faith driving most of the time, and then my Civic before that that was cutting uh, the exhaust in half because the the exhaust broke b- before the bumper, and so it was just slowly tilting upward, <laughs> and the heat from the exhaust was just cutting like an art like an arc welder, like a plasma cutter up through the bumper. And I drove it like that for like a year. You know, I, I, I ran the entire <laughs> spectrum my senior year of high school because the first half of senior year, my dad had just retired. So he wasn't driving his brand new C5 Corvette to work every day, and he was crazy. He was like, okay, I'll let my 18-year-old or no, still 17-year-old son drive it to high school every day because I'm nuts. So, yeah, I, I won senior best car that year because the first, the first semester of senior year, I was driving that car to school every day. 
And then he started to have to take it to, you know, like radiation treatments. So there was like a little bit of a prostate scare. So for preventive maintenance, he had to go and take it in the mornings to get his stuff done. And uh, he's but, like, well, someone should have sex in this car. So <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but right at that time, my brother gave me his Fox body. And so I went from this brand new $60,000 perfect Corvette to driving this janky ass cluttering convertible top. You know, you're not even going to be sure if you can get it in the third gear. You're not going to uh, sure Driving if, a Fox know. body is a matter of attitude. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> you are a Fox body. Dr- you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. have to, like, really own the shitbox nature mm-hmm. of the Fox body. Yeah. And really sell its endearing qualities mm-hmm. to people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's hot. I was riding. super good at selling those qualities in high school. When I had, I had Mustangs in high school, so sit, I'd sit outside my girlfriend's school. Like we got out 15 minutes earlier than they did, uh-huh. so I'd drive over there and sit in front of this Catholic school. You know, you get talking tos and yeah. shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Now my fiance fucking won't even ride in my Mustang. She won't. Like, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't. She will. But it's like, she doesn't like it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's uh, it's not. It's a little. Uncouth. She likes. She thinks it looks cool. She really likes the idea of it. She likes that I have it, and she likes it, it makes me happy. But she prefers not to ride in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's. I mean, she's like a cultured woman who's like, I've. I'm past that phase. I don't need the. No, it's more just like the lack of the lack of climate control and the harnesses. I didn't mean that she's snobby. I meant that she has, like, probably lived in uncomfortable apartments in her 20s and stuff, and now she's like, yeah, I don't need to live in no air conditioning. She is a 40-year-old woman from fucking Long Island. She's seen her share of Fox body. (laughs) 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 She grew up in... F-body Camaro land. right next to Jones Beach, which is, like, Ocean Park. Are you you, you from West Coast or East Coast? Yeah, SoCal. Have you hung out on the East Coast A little bit, yeah. yeah. You've been out on Long Island? Like like Rockaway Beach and all that. Yeah, yeah, you've been down there, Jones Beach, right? So that's where where she grew up, like... Hurricane Sandy, Ground Zero shit, but <coughs> excuse me. On the other side of where the other side of that same strip of Lambert House is Ocean Parkway, which is the street racing center of Long Island and always has been and always will be, because it's 16 miles long and dead fucking straight. Now I haven't been down there in a while. Um, the last I went, it was the the government of Long Island's <laughs> or government of whatever state of New York's idea. To curb the speeding on there was to just let the tarmac go to complete oh, dog shit, man. which is perfectly effective. I mean, <laughs> there's Yikes. potholes and doesn't work in L.A. Up. though. No, uh, this is this one. If you go, like, if you were to I, the last time I was out there, and they may have fixed it, but the last time I was out there, like, if you were to crack a hundred on Ocean Parkway, you would you would fly your car through the air. Jeez. Whoa! Like, it's not potholes. It's like. Um, they do big concrete slabs out there like we do here, mm-hmm. but they never like fix them. So it just like they just like it's like you know. Going... Wait, did we drive there in the Chevy twenty five hundred back when we did the two yeah. East Coast trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was the yeah. AutoZam. Remember the AutoZam we did out there? It was uh, it was like a it was like a seesaw the <laughs> yeah, whole time. Yeah, it's, it's like when you see a, a tree with roots that grow underneath the sidewalk slabs and yeah. the sidewalk slabs. It's like that. It's like an excite bike yeah. track. Okay. Yeah, so, but you could go two hundred miles an hour there in like the early two thousands. You can go two hundred miles an hour there in anything that would go two hundred miles an hour. Whoa. Yeah. Or no. today, though, you could recreate Death Race 2000 or something on those really sketchy-ass roads and then create some kind of event over it. You fucking could. <laughs> well, I, I w- 
You know, if I ever take the safari car up there, I could probably do 100 miles an hour in a rally car mm-hmm. on it. You know yeah. that. Good for cool raptors. Thing. Like, raptors mm-hmm. can fly down that. You could street race yeah. someone with anything lowered and yeah. win. Yikes. <laughs> That's well, so funny. Speaking of that, I I, I don't know. I, I for, This is like a listener question for myself, though. When do you plan on having your car completed? I'm just wondering what your timeline is. For the safari car? Yeah, yeah. So it goes to Batim, uh, the BBI, the first week in January. Okay. Um, and he's going to do that Steve Wong, dino, which is a dino tune, headers, exhaust, um, which apparently he, he wants we, – we're either going to use the the exhaust that Lee currently uses uh, on all the Safari cars, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the name of, but it's a fairly common exhaust. Um, or, but Tim wants to use the center section from a 991 GT3, which he says sounds really cool, but we'd have to we just we'd have to powder coat it black to look a little more period. But apparently, it sounds pretty cool. So, and then we're going to do lightweight flywheel, lightweight cl- uh, and clutch combo. That's really it. There's not cool. a whole lot to it beyond that. Are you going to show it at SEMA next year? or? Well, oh, so after that, it goes to Lee, and the idea is that hopefully it's done before Pebble Beach. Oh, okay, nice. Which is, is a reasonable expectation, yeah. especially because we're not um, actually going to end up changing the color. Okay. So, Which means we don't have to pull out the motor, and we don't have to do that. Um, it saves sweet so color. much time. Saves a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's really about uh, the interior is going to be done all crazy and funky. And uh, uh, that's uh, that's really it. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be about six or eight months. But I'm awesome. going to drive it until January. I'm going to drive it as much as I can until January. And with mm-hmm. the exception of that yeah. relay, the thing is, I just broke a thousand miles and I had to add um, a quart of oil. I, did, I burned a quart. It doesn't leak a drop. Oh, wow. But it burned a quart in a thousand miles. So yeah. That's really cool. I added that. and uh, what uh, What's the slower process over there? Is it the interior side of it or the, the safari modifications, like lifting and No, the and suspension stuff? and stuff is all easy. The suspension, the wheels and all that's easy. I think it's like the painting, uh, the like the finish, because like, they have to install um, the new front and rear bumper and, and the light pod and paint that stuff. We're keeping the whale tail, so that's an easy one. And then... Um, the seats we're going to pre-trim, the and we we change the door cards. You don't use the existing door okay. cards, so they pre-match the leather and pre-do the door cards. So shouldn't be too bad. Be I think trimming cool. the entire because we have to re-carpet it as well. But why carpet, are you doing all that? The interior. Yeah, yeah. Because the because the part of the safari build is that the interior. <laughs> bless you. Is that the interior? Like we make it real crazy. Oh, okay. So um, the interior of my car is actually beautiful. That's almost a shame to take it apart. Hmm. But um, we're me and Lee both really like fun, crazy fabrics, and all the, the safari cars have sort of Pasha esque. Um, you know, re- really wild fabrics. Yeah, with and cool so, like cool fabric, and you know, it's plaid or it's like psychedelic color or whatever the owner picks. But they do a really good job of like uh, inlaying that in the dash sometimes around the bezels. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty, it's really cool. The it bezels. gets integrated very well. Bezels. Into, bezels. He says bezel, yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. It gets integrated really well into into the car. Um, so I mean, and we're deleting the rear seat as well. Um, okay, it's just. We don't need that shit. Yeah. And he puts a roll bar in it too, but that's whatever. It's not that intensive a process. It, it, um, I think making decisions actually is, is what takes longest. Yeah. 
Yeah. You have to go back and forth, make sure you do it right. Yeah. Ooh, Byron, you know, wait, lying awake yeah. that night. Like, I, do I may have color? to go to Atlanta a couple times. Um, go check on stuff. Well, I certainly want to go to Atlanta to get fitted for the seat being at the right angle and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then I want to look at swatches in person. And There's this dude in Scotland who's a fan who has a tartan company, like straight up a tartan like weaving company in Scotland and wants to like make a custom tartan. Which sounds like a great idea. He's coming on a little hot, though. He's coming on a little strong. Wait, make like make you a custom weave with colors you want, or ma- like- yeah, like like that plaid that Tim is wearing, or the plaid that like imagine I got to design every aspect of this plaid. Like that, that could be a long. Honestly, process. it's it's a little more than I even want to deal with. <laughs> like, imagine like how many decisions there are. Like you, I, you want to have control until you find out what control fucking means. Yeah. Like. God, when it comes to you ever like take part in renovating a house, like yeah. when you have to look at every doorknob and faucet, and you just go, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because with tartan, you could go, "How many colors? What spacing this way? Now yeah. X and Y axis." Fuck yeah! I, I guess I'm looking there because you know my whole intent is just bring it back to showroom stock. You know, right? I, I, oh yeah. Well, growing up, you know, I all my life this car has been a piece of shit, and I was five years old. Going from end, you know, cover to cover of every performance uh, products magazine, you know, catalog to upgrade or get that Porsche back to how it should have been. And so seeing regular Porsches where normal people would take care of them, actually, like they were supposed to do. And then seeing mine, like, why can't we be like the regular people? Why did we have to let ours become a piece of shit? And it's the big grievance, like, yes, this is a tribute to my dead father, sure. But it's also airing out the grievances I had with him, because my dad didn't give a fuck, whereas I did. Yeah, but did he, here, how about this? Did he enjoy, did the Porsche serve his happiness? Yes, it did. It you did. know what I mean? Yeah, no, of course it did. So, yeah. like, the, the older I get, the more I think about, like, is the car or is the thing or whatever the item is like is that serving my happiness or is it another thing i need to take care of that mm-hmm. becomes work yeah you know what i mean yeah. so that car i bet you uh did he drive it right up until he died is that when he, no, that no, when it got he, parked well, or the, did it get parked for another reason no he the way he operated was, <laughs> <laughs> well the headlight went out 12 years later no, I mean, he would, you know, the car got old, and then he started getting interested in Corvettes. And like, all right, I'll buy brand new Corvettes now. Porsche buy- never loses anybody to Corvettes. That's a weird, that's a weird... The first cross Usually shop. they go the other way. Yeah. No, Usually he- the Corvette people get tired of the build quality and jump to Porsches. <laughs> he went the other way, huh? He went the other way, because my, when my brother bought his Mustang, my, my parents were adamant about, like, don't be drinking and driving in that car. And then two weeks into the ownership of that car, my, my dad discovers a beer can stuck underneath one of the seats. Like, one of my brother's friends was... Like out of a movie. Like, you know, was, dri- you know, was drinking a beer while... I didn't think anyone ever did that either. Yeah. yeah. But I saw a pickup truck. cops all the time. I saw a pickup truck you know? last week that had about... about- 20 to 22 beer cans in the back of the bed. In I was like, bed? that's a real <laughs> that's thing. The move, right? You, the, yeah, out yeah, the window yeah. and the sky hook into the bed. It was a different world back in 92. So my dad confiscated the car for two weeks, and it made him feel like a teenager again. Uh-huh. And my dad always wanted a Corvette, but you couldn't get a manual Corvette back in the 70s when he could, you know, when he was thinking about buying something to, you know, for fun, everyday commuting. Can't do a bump and shift at the same time, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he bought the Porsche instead. And that that satisfied him. And then you know when he 
took over the Mustang for those two weeks, he was like, all right, I got to get this Corvette again. So that's the 92 Corvette. Yeah, so he yeah, had the six-speed yeah. manual, and it was just, he, he was living the dream, and then he bought, he traded that in 2000. Did he get some, he went to some, like, metal and vests, right? Well, that's after he got his, like, he didn't have a Harley for, like, 35 years, and then once he got into Harleys again in his later life, it got I always feel like Harleys, you know, Harleys will work because... You're basically, it's like, it's almost like being able to buy like a brand new 57 Bel Air right now. You know what I mean? Like, if you could buy a brand new GTO, like right now, that like had all the things about the old GTO, oh except God. it like worked most of the time, mm-hmm. wouldn't you buy one of those? Of like, course. maybe. Yeah. 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 That's Harley. That is. True. Yeah. I old can't Harleys. believe you lost, you're, they, that Porsche lost one to, uh, to, to Corvette, but I that's, get it. That's why I'm a little bit warped. But well. hey. You know. Technically, that's a midlife. Cri- that sounds like a midlife crisis to me. <laughs> we started started with a sports car and went to a different one. I guess. Yeah. You know, no, I, well, my dad was forty two when he had me, so I was like almost like a midlife crisis baby. Yeah. So, yeah. Me yeah. too. My parents were forty. They're yeah. like, huh? How old was your mom? Thirty five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty two. I want to know. That's why he had a Porsche and a Corvette. <laughs> He's like, I managed yeah. two bowling alleys. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that's who would do that in big yeah. mustache. Weird stuff going on in my childhood. That's Man. crazy. Well, so what's the timeline on your project? So that was the plan was, you know, show it in its pre-redone state. This year's SEMA, it got a great reaction. I was, you know, talking to random people like, you know, yeah, 77 s brought me home from the hospital after I was born. Restoring. It's actually here. Oh, wow, you're that guy? That's really cool because it was refreshing because you had this basic car sitting at SEMA next to like the donked out or the lifted this. Was it next to a donk? No, it was next to like a weird ass Genesis like that was gold and they had to bring it in on regular tires and then put the aftermarket stuff on it. Because it won't move. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I was like, what's the point? So dumb. So it was like next to one of those and like a tricked out LC500 and it was like in that row. But like people would just thought you'd see like anytime I'd go visit the car it was amazing just seeing people taking photos of it and seeing how refreshed they were. Like, like, Like look in their eyes like Oh wow! Like something original and like oh, what's the story here? That's a palate cleanser for Simon. Yeah, yeah, it was you need really to look nice at something. For the, the, yeah. the populace. Yeah. So yeah, um, and so that was the intent for this year, and so next year we're going to show it off in its completely restored state. Cool. Yeah. So that'll be cool, fun. Man. Yeah. So nothing. So if it's for SEMA, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen until October, and then everyone's going <laughs> to have panic. a heart attack <laughs> when they work a hundred hours a week for yeah. four weeks. Yeah. Are you restoring the, the fender at all, or any? Or are you just are you doing only mechanicals and interior? It was suggested by one of the people who's been inspired by this project that like you should just leave your your fender all fucked up and leave it that as a signature. I don't know if I can go nah. that far. Nah. That's not who I am. Nah, I'm yeah. not about that. There's not because there's not enough fuck up on it. There's it's only one fender. Yeah, it's like the whole like, thing. You know, because I saw a guy uh, going surfing the other day in an old 911 mm-hmm. with board on the top. Yeah, and it was a little rusty, and he's gonna get salt water on it. No, like, dude, that's the, a thing, you said but, the point is this car was always kind of a shitbox yeah and the point is to unshitbox it yeah so don't leave the fucking fender unshitbox it that's that's the plan yeah, yeah. replace the fender with the correct fender mm-hmm. no one cares if a fender matches original or right, not right, and right. and yeah make it original yeah that car was that's a very pretty color combo that thing will be sweet yeah and by the way when that thing's done that's like not a low dollar car no, it's like a pretty know. pretty sweet dollar car even though we're never cool. going to sell that's a family heirloom no of right? course yeah, but, but still know, i mean still. look if you're if someone else is helping with that kind of a restoration then financially you're out way ahead and oh by the way the things you put in are tax deductible in case exactly. you're wondering exactly in case you're oh, wondering mm-hmm. yeah. uh what do we got on facebook we had we had a few uh, a few questions you know one other water dude you good uh, another water yeah. yeah all right someone asked 
is the blue collar sports car dying off? I ask because it seems like a lot of the cars considered to be cheap speed are either being discontinued or moving up market. Well, two answers to that question. First off, the blue collar person is dying off. The rich are getting richer, and there are many, many toys to serve their needs, and the poor are not able to buy sports cars. True. That's just my opinion. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, automation, technology, it is displacing the blue-collared worker. So, yeah, the market's reflecting that. Conversely, it's you have never gotten more car for your money at any price point at any point in history than right now. I mean, you can buy for 2018, what, a 450-horsepower Mustang for mm-hmm. under 40, you know, for 35000 bucks. True. And if you want to yeah. strip it down, you can get it for... Can you get it for even less? Yeah, I haven't... 30, I don't, yeah. don't want to claim, make some false price claim. Whatever it is. Yeah. The cheap speed is available in almost any corner that you desire. Yeah, if true. You want a hot hatch, you want a muscle car, you want a European something or other... You know, cheap speed is available all over the place. And there's pretty cheap performance under 30 grand. You're just not going to get a ton of. Just ST, the Civics. Uh, Miatas aren't like, slow. Miatas are not slow. I drove that, that t- the Turbo FRSs. Miata. The Turbo Miata was a reasonable, you know, we drove the flying Miata kit, which was a. It's like seven grand with a warranty. You get. That's not a cheap car overall, though, because Miata is not cheap. Like in it, with enough uh, options on it, like it's a pretty expensive yeah. car. Uh, that's true, but you don't need to get a ton of options. That soft top, you know, a, yeah. a fairly base. You can get into twenty five grand, get you something solid. I'm not, I don't know. We're talking about mid thirties, right? right? That's what I consider blue collar. Like mid, what does what does mid thirties grand get you? That sounds like blue collar number to me, doesn't it? I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I was going and even and I'm going even lower. Like there's a lot of stuff there too. If you want to yeah. be really cheap. and don't underestimate what you can get in the used market as well. Oh, the used market's so good. The used market's good right now, and I think even like stuff like nine elevens. I think there are a couple of rare examples that are bringing like huge dollars but i think for the most part like a lot of 911s like people are realizing like hold on a second <laughs> there's a bunch of these yeah not every single one of these is like a super special car yeah um so 30 grand will get you like a fifteen thousand dollar m3 and all the repairs you could want <laughs> yeah your car needs a lot of attention man i'm not surprised are any of us surprised no sadly no sadly no. no i think it's a crapshoot i really um, think i think them do that I was thinking again about that E30 with the S54 swap. That's the jam. That car was on. It just got something new installed. It was on. Uh, I don't know one of the forums recently. What the one it looks I drove? Great. Yep. Fucking car's fire. Yeah. So that Real was like good. that's a great way to spend twenty grand right there. The thing about that is you still have the exact same engine I do with it. Can have the same problems. Like are all your problems from your engine? Yep. Mm. The rest Maybe. of it feels great. Maybe just LS. See, <laughs> I agree. Okay. I totally agree. Um, how much is the Porsche tax? Or sorry, how much of the Porsche tax is paying for quality, and how much is price gouging? I'd say probably. Uh, I'll add a third criteria okay, too. Okay. How much of it is specialty equipment for a specific year or gap of years? Because I feel like 
German cars were constantly developing and still are. So they might have three years where you get this ignition system, and then they go, you know what, the better one mm -hmm. is this, yeah. and that changes for three years, and that changes for three years. I'd say, it, it, but if you bunch everything together, I'd say the safe estimate is like 50%. Like you're paying 50% more because it's Porsche, but also the qual there's quality. We're assuming more than like Ford, is that what we're talking about? More than what? Yeah, like so. like, a, like a, a fuel relay for your car versus a fuel relay for Ford. Or when, yeah, when you guys used to repair the Gotham cars. And the the seat motor was a yeah boss part. some of that shit you know, some of that some stuff of is, is fuckery. crazy yeah but you've paid for motorcraft parts for your Fiesta ST yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? so so that's that's those are gouged as hell I mean I remember growing up with all the Fords well, we had growing up they gouged I don't really I don't know yeah. I just remember that if you got from the dealer and it was a motorcraft part it was a lot more expensive than an aftermarket dealerships part. definitely well are we talking about if you're talking about that and you're talking about repairs sure I don't I think was the question. Was the question referring to restore, or was the question referring to aftermarket upgrade? I think it's aimed at parts. You know, no, if, you, if you need a, if you need a steering box, and parts are expensive. Corner. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. Larry. You know, Larry, my, you know, Larry Casilla, yeah. Taylor, his nine six four. Oof. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's he is not restoring. He's you know going motorsport level of 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 parts with that, but. Some of the receipts I've seen for that car no kidding, would give you a fucking heart attack. I've heard numbers. Oh, there it it's is. A yeah, great it looking car. Yeah, I've heard some numbers. I really like, I really actually think, um, oh, that's from my shoot with him, actually. Pull that picture up. I really like these wheels. So I don't like the stock 16-inch flat face wheels that come with the 964s, but he had these made in 17s. And it looks a little cooler. They look really good. Yeah. Well, car's really good. But didn't his, I mean, his exhaust was like, his exhaust, I think, was $6,500. <laughs> like, the crate engine in my car is $5,900 <laughs> in my Mustang. You know what I mean? That's I'm not. I'm hoping I don't have to find out what, like, ridiculously expensive parts cost for Porsche. Uh, Mine seems to be in pretty decent shape. But, like, Larry, some of those receipts, I was like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like you gotta do you hear sixty five hundred dollars of a difference all the time? Or like what you know? Could you get this exhaust for two grand, but this is sixty five? The thing is, that car is especially with that car, like it's fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a it's fire. But and he's gonna listen to this. He's gonna be screaming. But like ultimately, <laughs> like that's a hundred and fifty grand into a car that's worth eighty that drives kind of like something that's worth fifty or sixty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's got these great JRZ shocks, and it's got, you know, but it's got, like, it's got no heating or air conditioning. It's no <laughs> yeah, climate no. control of <laughs> any kind in the car, you know, and and ultimately, you're talking about a car that is, like, all-wheel drive and makes, like, 310 horsepower. Like an Evo. You know, at the wheels, like, which is quick, you know, and that's, you know, it feels pretty good. It's a stout car. It's, it's fun. You know what I mean, but like, it's a, so is that is that worth it? Like, I don't know, you know, it's all about who's driving it, and when you know, if if he smiles every time he turns the key and revs it, like, okay, and and by the way, he's had some sponsorships. Of course, of I don't course, think he's not forked over two hundred. No, no, I know, whatever. Personally, but speaking from way. like, I'm I'm a big Cosilla fan. You know, I've been watching him on YouTube for like five years now, and it's it's been amazing seeing the journey of this thing, and so it's really inspiring to somebody who's on a similar path, but. The low budget route. Yeah, you know. Did you so watch his Rust video? That's where it yeah, gets fucking scary. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't buy an East Coast car. That's but you know, going back five years when he bought this car and he inspected it to high heaven, and you know, he was really good about showing you what you need to look for and everything. Still, though, 
Mm-hmm. And it's like so. It's really shit can scary. happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, he drove the car all winter in New- in New York for a few years. You know, it's that that car's that car's had a life. He's used yeah. it. It it has served him though. Yeah, it yeah. served his brand. It could be none more black. Yeah, it's the true. most black car that there is ever. Or as you could say, murdered out. You're never gonna really drive for free the way we drive. Like even no. if even if you had a brand new car that you leased. I just was talking to oh Corey Burns. And one of his friends has, has an M2, and he's gone through three E-diffs under warranty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he drifting? He's like, no, he's just driving it hard. It's not modified. It's like, that's a brand new performance vehicle that they still have problems with in development, and they three, you drive it really hard. That's a bad. lot. I mean, a lot. <laughs> so the, the Dyna one, Corey's like, it's fine. So maybe he got a shitty batch, but yeah. just like... Like my, my car has batches. problems, your, car, your project cars have problems. Even if you get a new car and you drive it hard, it's probably going to, uh, you know... Well, there's Focus RS blowing head gaskets all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, mine have mine have not had You're the problem, fine. but mine was built during the time that like a bunch of them happened. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like April to June sixteen build. Mine was a mine was a May sixteen build, and uh, that's when April to June sixteen is when like most of these. Are happening. So is you are you expecting that to happen, or you're just not? Su- no, you're surprised it hasn't. I'm not. I'm I'm not surprised it hasn't. I mean, it's like uh, f- I think it was five or eight percent of the cars built during that period and then there was like two percent of the cars built afterwards Mm. there's something with the head gasket there's like the i I am the worst person at describing intricacies of this kind (laughs) of shit but it seemed to me like the portion of the head gasket that goes in between the cylinders Mm -hmm. uh where it gets real narrow there is not the taint is not good the taint portion of it that's good (laughs) Is a little narrow there and gets mm-hmm. like blown out, mm-hmm. like if you were to fucking squat in a pair of jeans, where <laughs> right. the taint gets blown out like that, and that's that's a kaboom head gasket problem. Gosh. Wow. So there, uh, yeah, I, that, I think so. so. How many miles on yours? Ten thousand and change. Now I have not driven my car in two and a half months because <laughs> I was traveling a lot and it was sitting at Mountain where it still is sitting. Okay. Um we installed a prototype set of KW shocks, the the adaptive coilovers to fix the ride, which it did. But the springs they sent are too low and the car is now a little bit stance nation uh-huh. even at its highest setting. And I kindly asked the folks at KW to send the correct height springs because I didn't want to drive a lowered car. And they agreed to, and then it would take a couple weeks, and then there was some kind of issue in quality control, and they had to make them again, which took another couple of weeks. Then I was traveling, and then the blah, 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 shipping from Germany, blah, 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 blah. There's been some delays. (laughs) So... I don't think it's necessarily anybody's fault, unless it is. In which case, fuck you. <laughs> but uh, there's a, I there's, haven't. Dri- I'm excited. I'm excited, but I haven't driven it in a while. It sounds so. like you miss it. I do miss it, yeah. but it's been an excuse to put miles on the 911, which I need to do anyway. Okay. But uh, what else we got on Facebook? Anything? Uh, someone just wrote. Uh, they literally just wrote uh, Tahoe or Expedition. Hmm, that's a good question. I like that. I've uh, I haven't driven the Expedition yet. I've driven the Tahoe. I like the Tahoe. Uh, I can't say, though. I, uh. I could say. Okay. I think. I had the Tahoe, which I used to tow the Mustang to Vegas. I did 1,500 miles in a week in a mm-hmm. press Tahoe. And then I just drove. Hannah's dad has an, an expedition that's a year old. So I can't tell you the 18, but this is a, I believe it's a 16. And I drove it 
when Hannah and I got engaged, my grandmother, who's a hundred, we decided that we should probably drive from Long Beach to New Jersey to see her. So we took the expedition. So I did 120 miles this past in an expedition. And if you'd driven the Tahoe, you would have made it in time. That's, <laughs> <fucked> up. <laughs> That's actually very funny. I like that. Uh, I can tell you this: the Tahoe was. Uh, had more had a little more power from the regular V8. The EcoBoost was better if you like floored it, but a normal situation is would feel better. The Tahoe was more comfortable. Okay. The Tahoe I was more comfortable. Didn't know we were allowed to compare previous generation because I'm going off the brand new. Oh, is there brand they, new? They just launched that, and I didn't get Did to drive you? that one. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't no, driven it either. But I've driven. I've spent plenty of time in the old one. You know, that's just presently old. And then the the Tahoe and yeah Tahoe feels more car like to me even though they it seems like they've invested more money into making the expedition feel more car like with you know more car like rear suspension and yeah, stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, still Tahoe just feels I, I think that just their more back to basics approach with engineering the SUV makes it more flexible for kind of what you want to use it for if you want it to be a car it can be more of that and if you want it to be a truck it can be more of that. I actually enjoyed my week with the Tahoe. Mm-hmm. And Hannah said I look like Tony Soprano. She just said I look sexy in it. <laughs> she did. She was about that. I put on that, like, woke up this moan and <laughs> drove around smoking a cigar. You're like, so can I get a mistress? And she's like, the fuck out of this. The Gumon. The Gumon. You know? That's where I was I trying to remember. Her a the Gumon. Because <laughs> I do things with her I can't do with my wife. <laughs> uh, what are you driving next? You got anything cool coming up? Uh, I mean, just. Doing the LA Auto Show, uh, you know, going through that thing, and then my next... Uh, Radwood? Radwood, going to that. I'm actually doing the LA Auto Show, uh, show tours, too. So the what? The VIP media tours. They, they actually hand-select, like, four people from the automotive media to do VIP tours. Oh. So, yeah, that's a really cool thing that people... Who like are the VIPs? Like- so, like, me and Jonathan Klein and Steve Seiler, and then usually a revolving cast of characters, characters from, like, like, Car and Driver. And who are you touring around? Like, people who pay, like, $100 to get... Early access to the auto show before it oh, opens. Oh, on press days? No, no, actually public on regular day? public days before oh, like it opens. Oh, like in the morning? In the like morning. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like a, it's, it, it's, it's easy money. We're walking. Yeah. We're walking. We're walking. And we're stopping. <laughs> yeah. The new Kia Soul. Yeah. And we're walking. <laughs> <laughs> we're walking. Now, behind stopping. these 15 old Lincolns, you'll see in the distance the new Lincoln. <laughs> oh, man. Remember that from a few years ago? Yeah, where they yeah. brought out uh, all... <laughs> God, that was sad. The new the new Navigator looks kind of dope, though. That is a nice looking vehicle. It's yeah. got the Continental seats in it. The Continental has the thirty one way adjustable seats, I think, where each side of your ass has its own adjustment. <laughs> shit is dope. One cheek can be higher than you could adjust it for a Costanza style <laughs> wallet right, if you wanted. Yeah. Pull up the yeah, yeah the interior up top yeah. center, Tim. It looks it, it's a nice looking vehicle. Yeah. What is that? It's not a well, gullwing. Well, that was the concept that you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> But no, usually my approach to this is if, you know, I do crazy things with press cars throughout the year. And so if I go through the show and I, you know, get triggered memory wise, like, oh, yeah, I remember we did this really outrageous thing with this particular car that I can't, can't talk about in public. We'll talk a little bit about that in, uh, you know, with the tour. That's but um, I look at that. Yeah. That's, see that? The, the Continental seats. Seats are nice. Yeah. That's way nicer. It's like, do you have scoliosis? Forget <laughs> stretching. Just buy a Lincoln. I'm all about that. I need to get one of these as a press car. That 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 is a pretty sweet looking interior. That looks, I mean, at least in photographs, as nice as pretty much as nice as a, as a well, maybe not a Range Rover, but Jaguar. We should go to Mammoth. 
be a good car for them. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we should book a mammoth trip. You, actually, you a winter sports guy? I'm actually doing one. I'm doing a bachelor party in January. In, Are you? In, in Tahoe, actually. Gangster. Yeah, yeah. What so, mountain? Uh, I suggested hev- Heavenly, so it just depends on one. which cabin we end up getting, but yeah, we're going to do a whole. Ski snowboard. Uh, snowboard. How many, when did you, whole time snowboard? I, I did you start lo- or switch? I learned in 2002 during a high school trip, mm-hmm. and so I did it straight for a week, and so I became somewhat proficient, Yeah, and I haven't it's done it. It's the best since. way to learn. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't <laughs> done it since high school? Oh, man, you're going to have fun. Yeah. You, you buy a helmet. pads and a helmet, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it's powder. Fun. You're going to fall down. Yeah. yeah. What month are you going? January? January. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be nice. some snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be good. So. It'll be a nice 60 degrees. It'll be nice. Yeah. What do we got going on this week? Well... We got. We have a meeting at the last one take shoot. We have the last podcast. one take shoot. It's gonna be it's crazy. tomorrow. I had two cancellations. Oh god! <laughs> it's like <laughs> your last shift at a restaurant. It's like you're, you're yeah. cut anyway. Like, yeah. Right. No, we got. I got some fast cars we're driving tomorrow. Nice. I'll take the Mustang for good times. The I'm, end of an institution, really. I might just film a rant, a thirty minute rant on the end of one takes while driving the Mustang down the hill from the last shoot. That what is, be the, what is the seed of your rant? I don't know. Okay. I don't, not a rant, like oh, a okay. negative rant. A rant implies negative. Yes. Maybe a, 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 a monologue. Okay. A recapitulation. Non negative. Yeah. Um, so, what are you going to drive to Radwood? Uh, so, that's the thing. Uh, I haven't planned anything to drive. I was oh, you getting. You should talk to the Clarion guys. Well, that would be cool. They've got a bunch of cars they need driven over there. Oh, I, I would love to volunteer for that. I was, yeah. I was thinking, like, okay, what if. I would just take my Fox body to a shop and just get it done over a weekend and just get it get it there somehow, you know. Just call Bill cable. Caswell and <laughs> someone to provide, you know, a case of beer and eighth of marijuana. Well, if Caswell does it, it'll take go. six hours. If you yeah. take it to a shop, it'll take one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be nice to get my Fox body running in a weekend and just drive it down to Redwood. That would be cool. I, mean, um, I think that would be cool. Yeah. I think it'd be extremely cool. But if yeah. you didn't want to do that, and I can think of fucking a lot of reasons not to do that. <laughs> Six um, days away. Yeah. <laughs> Caswell yeah, just texted me. Yeah. Um, call the Clarion Builds guys because they've got quite a few vehicles. What uh, do they have besides the NSX and the 2002? They got they got an 850. They they put a manual. Whoa, in. Yes, oh, that's fire! Nice. They said I could drive it. Jubal, when Jubal came over to install my stereo system, thank you Clarion Builds in my Porsche. Now I have Bluetooth and USB. Uh, he was saying it's uh, yeah they swapped it in a manual which apparently was not that difficult and uh, they got the parts from a BMW dealer whoa which came new in a crate wow and are yeah. you using a Clarion head unit in your Porsche or is it one of those Porsche no no I'm using a Clarion one okay okay yeah yeah okay. yeah they mm-hmm. took it I, I I the original one didn't come with the car it had some shitty Pioneer thing from not to impugn Pioneer but this yeah. thing was from like 1992. Or whatever, and yeah. so we just ripped it out. The speakers are still trash, but he had to measure uh, what size to to order the replacements. So okay. we're gonna, nice, yeah, but it awesome. works. It's got Bluetooth and the head unit. If you look at my Instagram, I, dude, this head unit actually pull up a uh, Timmy Clarion M five hundred eight, or just go to my Instagram. Yeah, scroll down just a little bit. Oh, I see. There outfit. it is. Um, oh, that's sweet. It's not. Uh, I like it because it's not super blingy. Right, it's not all blue. It doesn't and look red like a and... fucking nightclub. Yeah. Now. Fairness, the backlight on the buttons is blue. The backlight oh. on the screen is white. Can but, you change uh, the backlight color? No, okay. you cannot. But uh, it doesn't look like a nightclub. It's just okay. a basic, simple uh, thing. I'm attempting to get that Grimace license Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Somewhat, people are saying on in the comments of that post that, uh, that you actually can't use numbers as letters. Yeah. Uh, that people have been denied by that. Now, that 
processed through. They, the state took my money. It didn't deny me that. But uh, apparently people have gotten denied by mail. But, but the well, example, it, yeah. example that they used was F1ST. Yeah. And I was like, I th- might think that they might think that means something else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems they'd be like it's either violent or sexual. <coughs> you know, uh, Grimace, hopefully they watch uh, well, TV in the 90s, right? Yeah, it's a it's McDonald it's Ronald McDonald's like stupid friend. Yeah, the big yeah, purple one, purple guy. It's yeah. appropriately Radwood. It's appropriately Radwood. He was shaped yeah. like a beanbag chair that lost some of the. The, <laughs> the smoke tire is rolling heavy to Radwood. Definitely, I'm, we're bringing four cars. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be fun. Do you have a costume ready, Zach? For Radwood? oh yeah, what are you doing? I'm not telling you. Oh, you're surprising. I'm go- well, I'm going to your soiree before that. Oh, that's true. So yeah, I, I don't want to give it away now. That's true. Uh, we just blew up the spot that there's a soiree. Well, they don't know where it's happening, and they're yeah, invited. So. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a soiree. You're invited to the soiree. Um, well, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having that me. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Manual Korea. Thanks. Where can we find you? Uh, the easiest way is Instagram.com slash MC3Films. The uh, link to my YouTube channel is there, too. So that's... Uh, I put link in description for uh, you. Uh, yes. I put the link in description. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So that's... Uh, we can throw that on the screen for for all our video fans. Mm-hmm. MC3Films. Mm-hmm. And then all the internet brand sites, including a little bit of Motor Authority, too. Do a little bit of writing for them, too. I'm so, excited yeah. for your Porsche mm-hmm. to be uh, to be working. And then, then we can go... Be little. I was out driving this morning with uh, Spike and them, and mm-hmm. I, there must have been some PCA event because I saw more Porsches all all over the place. Hmm. Okay, and I saw a seventeen year old in GT3 RS and wanted to cry. Like, yeah, it makes you feel good. <laughs> Malibu. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming in. We'll yeah, have man. you back. You're yeah. uh, you're local, right? Yeah, down right here. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we'll have you in. Uh, we'll have you in again. No, thanks, nice. man. We'll keep you on the local rotation. Okay. Cool. There's like there's like a la- there's a last minute locals rotation too, which is good. <laughs> good to be on if you're around. Anytime, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, the Smoke Tire Podcast powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast. ShoutEngine.com. All you need is uh, some kind of internet connection, some kind of sound detecting device. And uh, in theory, as I like to say, something to fucking say. But uh, that's it. Clapman, you got anything else? That's it. All right. These hoes ain't loyal. Timmy, take us out of here. Good day.